gentlemen, welcome to List Wars. It's a podcast, and we are so happy to be in your ears tonight. Hmm. Fucking nailed that intro, and it's not coming <laughs> off. Let's go. Okay. Uh, we've got Will McKenzie with us tonight. Hi, you did great on the intro. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Um, and who's that that has uh, joined us? Uh, Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? <laughs> I was fully expecting it to go into the whole Gringotts thing. Wasn't that what it was last time? Yes, we're yeah. here at Gringotts, Legolas. <laughs> Do you see which which number of vaults is ours? It's a uh, no. It's uh, it's an Isengard. Ah, <laughs> nailed it! Nailed it! Uh, Why are we in Gringotts? It's then? in Port Royal, my liege, on, with the Black Pearl, of oh. course. <laughs> You're the worst banker I've ever heard of. <laughs> but you have heard of me. Oh, gosh. Dude, we can, we can wrap it up now. Dude, I, think I know. We, we gave that's, people that's what good. they I'm, needed. I'm just know? glad you had my back there, man. I really feel like we were in a fellowship of a ring together. Yeah, we are. There will come a day when the, the bonds of men fail. Something, something. An hour of wolves and shattered shields. <laughs> I gave that speech at our last cross country race, but I forget it. Did but you win? My, uh, it was the JV race once. So it doesn't matter. But actually, the perks of running JV with Kevin Hamilton is like we were in like top ten every race. We were the best of the worst. Ah. So like we get we get medals and freaking Zach Kosis, friend of the show, he'd be bringing up the rear of the varsity race and like you know looking like yeah looking like a big old caboose out there, no medals, no nothing. But he's beating Kevin and I's times, ah. but got no fanfare. Hey, yeah, there's somebody who said that for that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're we're here, guys. It's great. Um hey, Will, we we Ooh. got our Gringotts update from Alec. Um our, our weekly improv session. Uh Will, uh movie update. Um mm-hmm. has has that has that letterbox treating you? Also, you still never gave me your name. Is it Will McKenzie? Uh I'll look it up. I think it's Will McKenzie. That makes more sense. Will McKenzie is too generic of a name. It's this uh, site. Will, is that the tell. one? Yeah, it's a, it's a okay. So it's a site. It looks like when you go to it, it has a bunch of like movie posters. So it's a place to rank and kind of blog uh, and oh, yeah. uh, track movie watching. So it That's is. Right. I'm still rocking the Google Doc. I've added a few more recently. Uh, would you like to hear my my latest additions? Oh yeah, to my Google Doc. Uh, give me two seconds. Are these, okay, here. so these are. So I'm I'm curious. Like one like. Let's check what, you know, what are you watching? Just question. But also, if you're about to tell me about your Google Doc of like, these are my all-time favorite movies, because I know that's your current quest, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very interested in that as well. Yeah, so to actually, uh, I recently rewatched Outlaw King. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that Chris Pine and he's Scottish? Yeah, yeah Florence Pugh. Whoa, Florence so good. It? Yeah, I've Florence Pugh's in it. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she is really good in it, actually. That was what that was the first thing I ever saw her in. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, so I watched that the other day, and that was good. I'm gearing up to watch Godzilla vs. King Kong, so yeah. I treated myself with nice. f- funny uh, full circle thing. Alec and I went and watched that King Kong movie, or not the King Kong, the Godzilla movie yeah. in 2014. Heck yeah. Oh, wow. Together. I remember, uh, didn't in, we get like... Yeah. Margaritas, margaritas or something yeah oh yeah right. dude newport on the like, levee that's the godzilla colored drink so that's a good call i guess yeah. uh fun fact my you remember the 2001 godzilla movie i think yeah. it was like yeah. matthew broderick matt broderick 
Yeah, yeah. Ferris. Uh, so my first pair of boxers were that movie, Godzilla. <laughs> I still Dude, remember those. My first pair of boxers, no, 100% were Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> what this. is this? Like, he was I, all I over. Clad. He was uh, guarding clad. my genitals. Dude, Will, you weren't a... Uh, Cinema Whoa. boxer buff back in the day. I wish. <laughs> Do you even like film? Jeez. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so last night my mom and I we were uh hot debate between watching two big Oscar contenders, Godzilla King of Monsters, mm. or no 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 Godzilla vs. Kong or The Father, and we went with the Father. But I think How was it? Were... I heard it was incredible. So yeah, it was uh challenging, but it yeah, was I'm sure. Boy, does Hopkins still mm. got it, you know? Like, sir. That, I, I was said, uh, I had said that Riz Ahmed was my uh, Oscar performance of the year, but I mean, it, it would be Anthony Hopkins if I didn't pick Riz Ahmed. I haven't seen the Chadwick Boseman movie that's getting all the hype. It's, it's, uh, did you, uh, there, you haven't seen the movie Fences, I'm sure. Another Denzel Washington director. No, I was movie. told to watch Dens. Driveways. Are they connected? I can't tell if that's a joke. That's a joke. Well, no, but I was told to watch Driveways. It's a movie that came out this year, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah. That was uh, that could have been a sick joke, but Alec and I were too confused, but it wasn't a joke. No, I have not watched Driveways yet, but uh, it's, it's. I mean, it's a play, so it's all like, uh, like the new one on Netflix is just, it is, it feels like a play. And so mm-hmm. if that's what you're in for, great. It just is slow. It's a lot of dialogue. Um nothing there's not a huge plot i felt it was okay yeah Um, i feel like scripts like that are more interesting are meant to be seen as plays because you're with the people right like mm -hmm. you're with them in the theater so it's like there's the personal element that is lacking with a lot of plays that get adapted to film you know that them being plays is inherent to their like experience as a story so this the second time i watched hamilton Leslie Odom Jr. was over sitting on my couch. Does that? Yeah, that yeah. works. I was exactly what he was talking about. Okay. And did he, was he like performing for you or just like eating popcorn? It was really annoying. No, he was performing. He, he was <laughs> singing over it. <laughs> Every time Lin-Manuel Miranda came on stage, he pointed at him and said, I'm the damn fool who shot him. And then like looked at me and winked. And I said, all right. we." <laughs> and then just we get tossed in yeah. a bunch of milk duds. Yeah. And, and he was missing the, a lot of them. <laughs> whenever they made the burser joke, he would like do two thumbs and point it. <laughs> um, but I actually, I go, he's, I think he's got an Oscar nom or a Golden Globe. He for does for uh, night. in Miami. Yeah. 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 Another one we still haven't watched. You, okay. So I just brought up the Oscar noms during that. Do, when are the Oscars? Last year was the first year I watched them. I'm going to do it again. I feel like they're typically in March, but obviously it's April now. So yeah. Push back. Oh, it says on the website, Sunday, April 25th. Oh. Is that today? No, that's not. <laughs> is that today? <laughs> I think it it's might be today. today. You know, sometimes <laughs> when you're looking at a date and it's today's date uh, and oh. it's tonight, this one's not. So yeah, they're always on Sunday, I believe. But yeah, okay. All right. Have you guys seen these categories? You got these up? This is on theme, right? It's movies. I mean, yeah, I can I can pull them up. Yeah, uh, I can pull it up. Yeah. Or well, I don't know. Maybe this won't be fun. Alec, I know you said you didn't watch many 2020 movies. Yeah, I have not watched much. I've watched a few things, though. I've seen uh, Charles Chicago 7. I've seen Promising Young Woman. I've seen uh, That's It of the Oscar noms, but I've seen them, you know? I've, a couple I think, mil- movies. Well, yeah, I, it's weird. Maybe we should get in the groove of following the. It's such a weird like calendar to me that like Judas and the Black Messiah. I have that on my 2021 list of rankings already, and mm. and m- maybe we should convert our annual episode to follow 
uh, this calendar. I don't know how yeah. that makes sense. But that's of, of like the I watched since we recorded that episode. I watched The Father and Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Nomadland. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah might be my favorite of those, but The Father and Nomadland both made it into. I put those in the 2020 list, and those are now top yeah. ten mm-hmm. of that list. Yeah, and Minari's shortly behind. Um, I haven't seen Minari yet. I really want to. Um, I've yeah, I've recently watched, and Michael, you and I have talked about this off air. Uh, Promising young young woman. Yeah, um, and, and the director of Promising Young Woman. I don't. Whatever. Now we're going full circle. She's got. Uh, tagged to uh, direct the Zatanna movie, and she is a. It's like a DC movie sequel to ah, Zathura, right? Zathura yes, with yes. Uh, starring Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, um, I watched that her with um, with uh, John David Washington and Malcolm and Marie. It was weird. It was good though. Yeah. Good enough. Dude, can we can I can I bring something up about Promising Young Woman and I want to get Please. your take on it. So mm-hmm. my biggest issue with that movie is that it claimed to be set in Ohio, but it looked absolutely nothing like Ohio. Wait, was all. it actually in Ohio? I miss I, that, I don't remember that. I mean, it was clearly filmed in California, but it yeah. all it, you know, it had like the trappings of Ohio, like license plates that said Ohio referring to Ohio. The but, reason I would agree with you on that is because the coffee shop she worked at was way too cool to be in oh, Ohio. Right. Well, there's no there's some hip Ohio stuff these days. No, yeah. but they're like they try so hard. That was like naturally cool. Yeah. 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 The <laughs> pharmacy they're at, like there're no farm pharmacies in ohio that look like that oh yeah, yeah. that was like new york city or la pharmacy like, what is this they're in the- that was a great scene though yeah it that was. was the high- so like that's not like and i was telling will i still liked it thought it was good above average i give it the old three star on our letterbox out of uh, five out of five, five oh. which i do like uh you know like four is great five is like my top 10 films of all time Three is good. Three and a half, very good. So yeah. like three, three is still good. Um, but I couldn't get the tone of it. Like, and that was the be- point. Okay, maybe that was the point. I, was- it was a black comedy. Yeah, I think that the point of it was it lures people like us in, thinking the concept. And I, this it was really Alec. Did you watch it with Megan? Yeah. Okay, so it was really valuable for me to watch it with my wife. Mm. And I told Mike this. It's like it was really valuable because. I got lured into the good guy mentality of like Bo Burnham's character. Bo Burnham's I think it's yeah. we love Bo Burnham. I love Everybody Bo Burnham. Loves Bo Burnham. Yeah. Uh, I got lured into like he's a good guy. Even that like when he's defending himself of like I don't remember that. Like I'm a mm-hmm. good guy. He said something along the lines of in that movie of like you're gonna for- like I need you to forgive me. And that like hit me hard, but like mm. they lure you in with this like oh they're all good guys. Right. They're, all, they're, right. they're good people. And that does not mean that they cannot do something horrible. Right. Like, and she, yeah. And she, did she take it too far in terms of like killing? Yeah. That's what made them. That's why it's a movie. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. My biggest issue was not that it was obviously not set in Ohio, but that I thought all of her plans were really dumb. And I think they were supposed to look good and cool, Hmm. but me, I don't know. Maybe I'm in the like I I wildly irresponsible if nothing else a lot of her things she chose to do yeah but I think that's I, part of uh, yeah I, I felt like that was part of her characterization that 
Um, she was willingly stepping into these situations that were like, I don't think we were supposed to look at her and admire her per se. Yeah. You know, okay. um, not that the people she was, you know, going up against, not that that makes them like the people we should admire or anything like yeah. that. Cause those guys were definitely scum. Maybe that's it. Maybe I but, had trouble finding who, who to root for. Cause I had issues with everybody, but Hey, everybody's got issues. So, and that's kind of why I loved the movie is cause there's no good guy in it. Like the yeah. only good person in that movie is Molly Shannon. Yeah. It's like, right. <laughs> or, or her parents. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. Her parents yeah. are funny, but, uh, I, I love that scene with Molly Shannon where she's like, you need to stop, like yeah. stop carrying this. That was good. And she just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And we mentioned, Will, how I thought they were just all going to, spoilers, get away with it with no repercussions. Mm -hmm. I almost felt like that would have been more powerful. Um, but I understand the satisfaction of, of seeing the her plan work out, I guess, yeah, if, that, mm -hmm. if that's what working out is. Yeah, I'm but, glad we got yeah. the satisfying ending. You know, I mean, I was, I mean, I was entertained. Quote unquote satisfying. She's still yeah. kind of murdered. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, also, I really liked First Cow. If you guys never saw it. First um, Cow was really good. I heard of that. And I still love Eurovision. If I need more people to watch Lovers Rock from the Steve McQueen series on Amazon, because there's this soundbite. The, the DJ keeps yelling Mercury sound in a fun voice, and I just want to yell that more and have people get what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Dude, you know what I've been watching while you guys have been watching Minari and Judas and the Black Messiah and other great movies? What? Love is Blind on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I watched an episode or two of Marriage or Mortgage on vacation oh. with some friends, which is less... Which is more wholesome than I thought. I thought it was gonna pair those in a different way. But Love Is Blind is that the one where you like it, you do the old dating game where you don't see? Yeah, you're in like these pods where you can hear everything the other person is saying, but you can't see them. And these people, these attractive young people, are in these pods for like two weeks, and then they have to decide whether or not they want to propose to anybody. And only propose. then, once they're oh yeah, and only then once they're engaged, can they actually see each other or then, get out. Yeah, like yeah. you die if you don't propose <laughs> to someone. Oh the pod fills up with acid, and they, uh, but but yeah, and then the camera crews like follow them through the engagement. Netflix like puts on a wedding for them and stuff like that. Oh, it, so you see out of the pod? Oh yeah, yeah, it's insane, and it's yeah, it was so. Do you get was, to change pods, or do you have to talk to the same person the whole time? I can't. Um, so I think in like the first two days, it's like. You talk to like everybody, and then mm -hmm. like after that, you kind of kind of like breaks off. Like, oh well, I want to keep on keep one of talking to. Okay, I want to keep talking with these people, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. So I think that's how it went, but it wasn't totally clear. I'd propose day one because <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in that pod anymore. Just catch I'm them off. Hope, hope you catch them off guard enough into saying yes. Yeah, you know. So when we're still doing this pod in 20 years and we want to continue the series of awful MTV 2000 shows, yes, we do Netflix. awful Netflix 2020 shows. Absolutely. And this will make the cut. It'll be my number one. Yeah, absolutely. Gold. Okay. So we decided that our um, best picture is going to love is blind on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Upset win. Yeah. Upset win. There we go. Not even nominated. Yeah. There's yeah. a good chunk of these movies. I still I still haven't seen a, a few of these, but uh I think the Judas and the Black Messiah boys, they I know they're both in supporting, but they should win that. How incredible would it be if one year a movie won that didn't even get nominated? Mm -hmm. The ultimate that, upset. Dude, 
Is that legal? That'd be great. I've been I've been pushing for like greatest movie of all time category. Ooh. Oh yeah. So it's like the <laughs> mummy. Every year. <laughs> the mummy would be great. Yeah. I love the mummy. That's in my top 100. The mummy yeah, is I'm, good. Hey, Benny, yeah. looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> That's a great quote. A great uh, shout out to Corey Compos, who named his daughter Evie. And mummy's, oh. like, I think his favorite movie. I'm going to name my son Scarab. <laughs> I'm going to name my son CGI half scorpion Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. AKA uh, the Scorpion King. Exactly. <laughs> Um, hey, have you guys seen the movie True Romance? Uh, no. no. Oh, dang. Quentin Tarantino, did he write that? Yeah. He wrote it. He didn't direct it. Director Tony Scott. But that was one of my recent watches. That was the first one. Actually, the second one on Letterboxd ever. I wrote a, you can write a little blurb that's technically a review. Oh. But my thing is Tony Scott, and then quotes, it's a blood-soaked shoot-em-up packed with drugs, sex, and racial slurs. Well. Hans Zimmer, let me grab my xylophone. Because there's this incredible theme song that Hans Zimmer does that is like the most tropical, upbeat xylophone. <laughs> and it is the refrain. And they play it over this like Detroit violence. And then there's some some LA violence, but it just works. It works. Hey. Um uh yeah. Thought Ryan the Last Dragon was okay. Um Everybody Wants Some, spiritual successor to Daisy Confused. Mm. Thought it was great. Yeah. Are you talking about yeah. this year? No, no, this is just movies I'm seeing. Yeah, what are we talking about now? Now you're just like listening. Yeah, (laughs) I do love everybody wants some. Yeah, it's great. I just wanted it. Yeah, tying it in, I didn't know that Wyatt Russell. Yeah, who's I didn't know he was like Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, and he is now the new Captain America. Oh, that's that guy's name. Yeah, he's the best character in that movie. What? Get out of here! I watched a bunch of interviews with him the other day. He like played professional hockey, then like he got Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. Wow. He's a handsome man, just like Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell yeah, is so handsome. handsome. He's got charisma yeah. too. Yeah. He's he's more handsome as Captain America than he is in Everybody no. Wants Him. No way. But I love the beard. Like, better yeah. character in Everybody Wants Him. Uh from the one episode I've seen. Yeah, he, what was his name in that in Everybody Wants Some? Willoughby. Willoughby. Think, that's right. Good member. Dude, Will, he looks Will, funny. Thanks for my thanks for complimenting my member. Good good member. <laughs> that's, like, that's like good good member. Dude, I don't know about him as Captain America. Because you, it's a good, it's a good casting. He's he's playing it really well. He looks he looks weird, but no, it's good casting. He does look weird. Ripped for it. Yeah. If if that's Willa B, you you get a Willa A. I feel like he looks better, but it feels like his helmet kind of like pushes his ears out and makes him look funny. Yeah, you should write in. Been an issue. You should write in to. Yeah, I'll tweet at him. I'll tweet at Walt Disney. I'll tweet at his dad. I don't want him. Yeah, know, Kurt Russell. Get your kid in line. Probably easier to, you know, yeah, or or his mom, Goldie Hawn. Yeah, just, <laughs> uh, I'll cast a wide net. Yeah. All right. So Kate Hudson, his sister. Yeah, just get them all. Are these all related? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, um, well, well. Should we just end the episode there? Because yeah, think that's like enough news. We should rank the members of the Russell Hawn or Will, Will's yeah. members. um okay uh on that note we might as well crack open the uh mailbag um speaking of the aforementioned zach kosis in our in our louis history explanation we played last week Mm. he said say hi to zach kosis and zach has replied with a poem oh uh maybe it's just a letter it's in italics. Does that <laughs> does that make it a poem? It helps. 
for some reason, it, has a, it ends in a comma, but that's just like the greeting of the letter. I thought it was going to be a poem. My dearest Louis Noli, I miss you. I love you. I hope you're staying safe during your time in the Peace Corps and wish you the best success to you and your cannoli business. Not a day goes by that I don't think about you. Your eternal friend, Zach. That's that's a poem. Yeah. Oh, and then P.S. Angry Will is greater three times than empathetic Will. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah, so. Alec, if you didn't hear... Uh, Alex Larison fired some shots that she says I'm too angry and too mean. She what? meant no shots. That's not it. Her just her feedback for the show. She wants more Matt Wyborski and she feels like Will can be too mean sometimes. Huh. And I think how is that not a shot fired? Okay, <laughs> shot across the bow. Maybe that's like that's, that's sometimes it's the criticism. best way to care for people is to be honest with them if she thinks it's actually good for your heart yeah. and soul. Which is, but it's, we talked about this, but it's crazy that she doesn't want she wants me to chill, but then she wants to bring on an actual terrorist in Matt Wyborski. <laughs> Matt Wyborski, that's true. <laughs> He's a bad man, dude. Like, you can't you can't put the tiger in the cage, you know. I guess. Yeah. I feel like you know, but I I get that pressure of we're on the. The podcast, like we brought up the old lunchroom boy behavior when like that's like mm-hmm. the go-to to, you know, get some sort of attention and laughs. Mm-hmm. But we're, we, I feel like we're, we're playing a character. This is all, you know, we're all acting. Alex, not actually Captain Jack Sparrow. No, um, unfortunately. <laughs> or Legolas. But like, but like, no, like when, when we did the episode, what was it? When did I do an episode with Alec and the Larisons? Oh, that was uh, A24 movies. Oh, yeah. A24 movies. Um, but like I get tons of little, I feel like I meet her on the podcast than I am in real life because like, I like, Oh, I can slip in a joke here. And I feel like we all know we're joking, yeah. but like, I remember like, uh, when I didn't do was when I was predicting, and I think I did a pretty good job predicting what favorite movies you guys are going to like. I was going to be like, Corey like, likes mid-90s and Last Black Man from San Francisco because they got skateboards. And I was going to say, and Alex uh, likes horror movies, so she's going to have the scary ones. And then I said, Alec likes, will probably like all the award winners. And I almost said, and Scorsese's little bitch over here <laughs> is going to like all the award winners. <laughs> but then I didn't let it go through the filth. Dude, you'd I be did, so lucky to be Scorsese's little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's warm under the dragon's wing. That's what Scorsese makes him call him. <laughs> call him dra- Two dragons. Uh, dude. Hey, Alec, guess what I gave Taxi Driver on Letterboxd? What'd you give it? I gave it a fat two and a half stars <laughs> great robert de niro in a oh long boring gosh. ass movie you shouldn't be allowed to watch taxi driver <laughs> yeah. they should have checked me no it's because i gave him i showed him my godzilla 2001 boxers and they knew i was a true fan of cinema that's how i got in um yeah okay we can keep going with the thing but thanks uh zach zach likes angry will so keep those Keep that coming, Will. Keep I really do like that we now have a forum for people to talk to each other that aren't on the show. <laughs> yeah. Also, so write in if you want to talk to people who aren't on the show, and please, and write in if you think Will's mean or not. Just everybody. I just, don't want this. Just, please don't on. do it. Um. And our best friend Andy. Uh. I was gonna say I should stop doing the thing where I like summarize mail because like it's better to just read it in their voice, but. This is far too long, and we've been going far too long. But uh, Andy Helm, my friend from last week, wants to everybody to go watch The Naked Gun. And that came up because yeah. one of his suggestions were pre-2000 comedy movies. Other good suggestions, Pasta Shapes. Love it. Hangover Meals, one. Baseball mm-hmm. Walk-Up Music. Ooh. Not necessarily music actually used by MLB players, but oh, what, what would be best. 
I think about that that. so much. I think about (laughs) it. I not joking. I'm 28 years old. I I played JV baseball and I was so average. I barely played. I kept score for the team. And then like, Hey, in my, my sophomore year, I hit 345 because I only got like 15 at bats. But to this day, I still think about if I played in the major leagues, what would my walk-up music be? Yeah. And it would most likely, I'm not going to tell you what it is. No, you can't tell me now. Ooh, you I've can't tell me. One, and, and then Alec, I know you and AJ and I, we talked about wedding dance floor songs, yeah. which is something I'm very passionate about that I'd like to do. Dude, a um, kick I'm getting on, if I can go down there, a song that I feel like is a sleeper hit for weddings that's just waiting to get added to the wedding music lexicon which for some reason really isn't but i'm stumping for it is i believe in a thing called love by the darkness like have you have you ever heard that at a wedding it wouldn't it absolutely kill i mean that would kill yeah oh so my that song is is like five and a half minutes so you have to cut it oh it's long well any good wedding dj is letting you do like maybe a verse and then a chorus and then they're you know and then they're yelling mercury sound you guys gotta go watch lovers rock um okay i i think we covered all the business all this you know we got a lot of business here on list wars it's a (laughs) a tight ship and louis said some more stuff about water and sent me some filters to look up but that that was i think that was just a conversation between me and louis so we'll uh (laughs) get that on on the thing all right mail's done uh we're talking about movies today if you couldn't tell specifically movie pet peeves the peeves that irk us uh, you may have noticed that close personal friends of Will and I and our sister podcast of comparable success, The Weekly Planet, did a recent episode that was similar on um, things that ruin movies for them, I think it was called, something like that. Yeah. Um, but the hosts have reached out and they just want us to make clear that we've had this topic in the chamber for much longer than them, um, mm. which we have. It's been a while. Uh, but yeah, okay. How are you guys feeling about this? And who wants to go first? <laughs> Those are that's two bad questions to ask at the same time. <laughs> that's something I I notice I do a lot on the podcast. It's like a hey, like how are you doing, and what are your views on like war? <laughs> <laughs> Generally, pro, pro war. Yeah, just all, any of them, you know. Yeah, but I feel pretty good about this topic. Yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't know where to go at first. It took me a little bit, but once I feel like once you break the seal on like things that mm-hmm. you don't like about movies, the rest just kind of flows. You yeah, know? yeah, I agree. Pandora's box. There's too many of them. Yep, yep. I I tried to go more specific when I could. One was a bit too blurred, but we'll have we'll be able to shout things out. And yeah, we'll shout them out honorably. We'll we'll mention them honorably. Yeah, yeah. At the end, I've got a few honorable mentions that are good that are uh, off kiltered. So yeah, off kiltered. Um, so yeah, Al, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I, uh, if you got honorable mentions, you can start because I no, no, we, we don't need to start with honorable mentions. Oh, okay, yeah, I feel like that's a, I that's feel a, like we, if yeah. you, I, I can go first, I'll go first. Okay, okay. Um, so my number five of movie pet peeves is what I have titled rom com dicks. Mm, rom-com. Okay. So there was this. Oh, you're just thinking about people, not genitalia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Alec, you lose something. I just thought of one. Oh, oh, (laughs) are you looking for a pen? You're on a computer. Yeah, I'm looking for a pen. You're on a computer. You can type. Ah, (laughs) right (laughs) on your computer screen. (laughs) Okay, so 
Uh, my yeah. So my number five rom com dicks, as in people, not not uh, like members. Um, so. There was this weird, not weird, it's awful time. I think it was 2005 till 2013 where all these awful movies were coming out. Uh, usually they had someone like Gerard Butler or Catherine Heigl or Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I'm sure Reese Witherspoon starred in a few of these. Whoa, this was hey. like... National this was, treasure. This was after the uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, no. no. You after, how to use the guy in 10 days. Exactly. After that, the how to lose a t- worst guy in 10 days. 10 movie. It is the worst of the two 10 movies. Yes. Um, so it is this always the same plot. It is a guy who is, let's say he's like a radio talk show host and he talks about women and like men and how like men are awesome. Or he's a uh, like a sports agent or something <laughs> like that. The guy's a dick. And he is irredeemable and then he like meets this girl and he's a dick to her and then they go on a high they go on a trip or there's like some hijinks back and forth or they go on a date and then they slowly fall in love and then shocker they they like fall in love and they're like going great and then he does something like ridiculous he does something so dumb and he should ruin the relationship. He either, like cheats on her or says something awful to her. And then he realizes the error of his ways. And then they get together at the end. Yep. That character makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of all like the frat bros in college who are just really mean to girls. And I feel attacked. I would say, yeah, I know you're a big <laughs> frat boy, uh, but it was this concept of these douchey guys always get the girls. And that's not true though. Like that is such a trope that we played into in high school. And it might, maybe it's true until you turn like 17, but it's not true after that. Yeah. And I just hate all those like actors. I I actually really like Gerard Butler. I feel like he did that a few times. Mm -hmm. There's a few movies like that, but that's like a huge pet peeve. It's like a movie I don't want to watch anymore. I think that we have gotten smarter with, romantic comedies i think a perfect sure. example is always be my maybe. always be my maybe yeah. i think that's one of the best romantic comedies uh-huh. and i think it's like that is the new norm which i'm so happy about but those yeah. mid-2000s like shitty romantic comedies would be right. so bad clarify yeah. you're saying the dick is the protagonist who then still ends up with the girl at the end yeah. okay because yeah. when you're saying dick i was picturing like uh a lot of those you know there's there's an era of those movies where they're it's the Joseph Gordon-Levitt's got to win um, what's-her-face away from the, the no. big jock dick okay. guy. So you're like, talking I, about when the, the protagonist is a yeah. dick, but he's not painted to be one, and he exactly. ends up as a big guy. Yeah. And do you know what? In, in, in 10 Things I Hate About You, I don't mind the guy who is like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's foil. Like, I don't mind that guy at all. Because, because he's painted he is to be who the villain. He is. He's, or not even he's painted to be the villain. He just is who he is. He's not going to get the girl. Yeah. Okay. And like... So he, who's, he just is a dick. Do you have a specific one of the dick who ends up with the girl? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, I've like there was a movie called The Bounty Hunter with Gerard Butler that was really bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Um let me I I, I, I can I can pull one. Yeah. I feel like the companion piece to the to this dude, the like woman version, is of course the woman who is like 
way too into her work and like, you know, always mm-hmm. has two cell phones, one at each ear until she ends <laughs> up back in her hometown. And then the easygoing guy who owns like a, you know, fucking syrup stand or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shows that's her like the true that. meaning of Christmas. The Hallmark know? special right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I mean, Loki, as you were describing that, and even Will, as you were describing this Dick, uh, the sports radio host guy, um, leaned into one of my like honorable mentions, and it's when they have a generic or never defined occupation or job so that they've got just like a briefcase and a suit and like they've got to get the Adams report done. and like you can just make somebody so much more interesting in your film if you give them one line that's like specifics this is what I do and like I talk about water filtration like for what like I yeah, just like a five minute substance. Google like yeah, a five minute Google on like what does a VP of sales do yeah try to make it look lived in like he's just going to like you know X corporation where he needs the blank report because he's his his lead businessman is his job but sports radio host I know he's a dick but I was already rooting for your guy because I like I feel like I got to know him a he was specific you know yeah you got I do that. like the specificity like Dude. so yeah i had like general ideas like when the world's not lived in but like that's not like i try to go more specific for most of these yeah so, well i was gonna say like the perfect actor so jared butler did a few uh dane cook had oh, this weird good run luck, Chuck. Good luck, like Chuck he had this and, weird uh, run where yeah. he was in all these romantic comedies like what is this guy doing <laughs> 10 10 items or less or whatever um, employee yeah. of the month employee of the month employee that's of the it. month that's right yeah, I was, I was stuck on the 10 train. They really should have made that trilogy complete with <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You, How to Lose the Guy in 10 Days, and 10 Items or Less, starring Dane Cook. Oh, gosh. Dude, well, it's speaking of honorable mentions that are kind of in the rom-com category, what this made me think of, if I can jump into a an honorable mention, a character I hate in rom-coms is like the former, like the classic rom-com setup is that like this girl is with this guy who she's not a good fit for and there's this other guy be it tom hanks be it ryan you know uh, gosling that she actually should be with Mm -hmm. so eventually the movie reaches a point where you know meg ryan splits with the dude who's an obvious dud and in every rom-com the dude who gets broken up with is always the coolest person on earth Mm -hmm. they're just like you know what you're right we weren't a good fit. And the only yeah. reason they do that is so we as the audience can all feel comfy and cozy about Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks banging yeah. at the end. Of it. It's like the you notebook. Know? Yeah. It's like the notebook. James exactly. Marsden is like, I want you to be happy. It's like, that's never happened. That's bullshit, uh, Jimmy. <laughs> James, you know, Jim. Like, I just want one rom-com where the dude who's getting spurned is like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to kill both of you. <laughs> and, <he murders. laughs> and then we all kind of feel like shit when they're the two people are oh. actually hooking up at the end. You know? Gosh, how many ex-girlfriends and her new lover have you murdered, Alec? I, I mean... Baker's dozen, not not zero. (laughs) Baker's cousin, more like. Uh, That was okay. So that was my. You know how I try to do punny game titles in the Great British Bake Off episode. The game was Baker's cousin. It didn't have anything to do, but I tried to make like a cousin related game, but I just stuck with the name. Uh, You said something though. Oh, uh, to bring it back to Little Women, I enjoy the pain we feel when there's the whole breakup and the you know Lori going with Amy and Joe. You know, that's like a great and that's so powerful in the movie. But then I was like so happy in the book 
like there's a much sweeter conversation there's less of that like joe trying to pronounce her love to Lori, and there's a much sweeter conversation where like they are genuinely like i'm so happy for you and it feels like it, it works really well and it it made me much happier reading the book than mm. the stress which was good stress in the movie yeah um and so maybe Louisa May Alcott was drinking the Kool-Aid that you're not too fond of there. <laughs> uh, say? But yeah, no, that's a, that's a good pick. I'm going to look out for that more now as I yeah. watch rom-com because yeah, they like we're rooting for the guy. So it's easy to overlook their mm-hmm. flaws. Like Ryan, like the notebook's a great example yeah. of how kind of creepy Ryan Gosling is. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, um, yeah. Freaking you know, Sleepless also, in Seattle is another example. Sweet home, mm-hmm. Alabama, another example, mm-hmm. but it gets yeah. old. Yep. But Ryan Gasling can do no wrong. The gods. I won't, I won't let them cancel you. Okay. Alec, are we under your number five? Yeah. Okay. So my number five, this one, I don't think it's too groundbreaking. I think a lot of people have this issue with movies, but uh, one thing I hate in a, in a movie or TV show, any sort of media is when like the hero, be it like a superhero or like a Liam Neeson taken type character where they just spend the entirety of the movie, just like massacring people, like one after the other, just blowing people's brains out, destroying, you know, vanfuls of like extras and things like that. Just murdering mercenaries and henchmen all over the place, orphaning children, widowing wives. And then they get to the villain, the big bad. And somebody's like, no, you can't kill him. Cause if you do that, he wins or something like that. And the hero's <laughs> like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and then he, you know, walks away or something like that. And then the villain does something that like inadvertently kills himself or something like that. Like tries to, you know, throw something at the hero and slips and falls into a vat of acid. You know, it just, it kind of rings hollow after he's like, you know, basically yeah. filled up 10 orphanages in uh, the course of like 40 minutes. Yeah. I, uh, I can, I just thought at the end of blue streak, like that exact thing happens. He's he's going to let the guy live in like rotten prison. And, and then the villain tries to pull a gun and Martin Lawrence is like, I guess I got to now. Like it's so, like they give them that chance and the villain, cause then, you know, you're really okay with them killing them. Exactly. The protagonist can't be that vicious. Yeah. But I thought yeah. of uh, bad boys too, then too, just thinking of like, those guys are like cops, aren't they? Just all the, yeah. the, the bodies and the, they're not good people. <laughs> I have titled. I have titled this one. I'm kind. Of, so mine was rom com dick. Alec, yours is overly murderous with a moral compass, <laughs> but specifically at the big boss guy. Yup, yup. I get that. Like just once, I want to see the hero just like empty the clip on some bad guy. Well, that's why I like John Wick. Uh, is because yeah. that dude is murdering everyone, and in the second John Wick, spoilers, he just shoots the guy in the head, yeah, like the bad great. guy. So satisfying. And he's just like, he walks in, sits down, they say like one line, he shoots him in the head. That's awesome. It's just like, awesome, like good. I gotta see yeah. those movies, man. Oh, dude, they're, they're incredible. So good. Perfect action movies. I think the third one, I think they get worse. They, I, well, the first two are like, perfect, but... uh in the third one, they kind of turned that on it with the, the you know, without spoiling, the villain or the final boss, it's not quite a moral compass, but has oh, a reason yeah. to not just kill John Wick, which is uh, kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, those movies are fantastic. And that's the perfect example. John mm-hmm. Wick 2. I'll reference, I've got one, to, I'll reference that movie again in another one of mine. Oh, is it the dogs in John Wick 3? No. Okay. Um, number five, Nosebleeds. Huh. huh. Oh. Nosebleeds. No movie handle the characters don't handle nosebleeds well. I just speaking of 2020 movie, uh Emma. Do you guys see Emma? No. Uh, the Jane Austen. Well, 
um Anna Taylor Joy, Anna, Anya Taylor Joy. She, she Anya, Anya. I didn't know if there's a tilde on that. Um but she gets a nosebleed and just like, you know, leans head right back. Like that's the classic response. And that's not how you do nosebleeds. And you should be applying pressure right around the bridge. One thing that I love in Call Me By Your Name, they do nosebleeds right. He gets oh, yeah. ice and he applies pressure and he doesn't tilt his head back. He puts the ice, ice, that's a key. I've got, I used to get a ton of nosebleeds. Now I'm living that humidifier life. But Word. it's just like. I'm always like uncomfortable because I'm like they're choking on their own blood right now, and I can I can bothers my throat when that's their go-to response in movies. Well, I think I, I that's a good point because there's there's also a lot of other oh, shit. I was watching something the other day with Anne, and someone got like shot, or there's like they had some injury, and like they weren't applying pressure. Oh, oh yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like that is one oh one. Yeah, like apply pressure on the wound. That dude's bleeding out. Right. And and it, what was, was it? it cherry? Whatever. Was it cherry? No, it wasn't cherry. Oh, um, it happens in cherry. But I was I was maybe it was cherry because I did watch it there. I don't know. But it was he just wasn't applying any pressure. I was like, just put pressure on it. Like that's <laughs> like take your shirt off. Like that's that's one of around your head yeah. like a helicopter. Yeah. Like that is like he's dying and obviously blood spurting out of him. Please try to make it stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, when you said take your shirt off, let me tell a cool story. I was playing football <laughs> and I got a nosebleed during it. And but we had like even teams, there's no subs, so like I couldn't stop. So I ripped the bottom piece of my shirt off and I shoved it in my nose. And then I kept playing football and had just like this bloody piece uh, of shirt. See, nose. I would have taken my shirt off, not stopped the bleed, and just let it let it flow. Yeah, <laughs> your like a badass. Like war paint. Yeah. Mike, yeah, exactly. did you regret shredding the shirt? Like, was it a cool shirt that you just got caught up in the moment? And then afterwards, you're like, damn it, I loved this. It was a know, plain yellow t shirt. It was a plain yellow tee that I had spray painted a stencil on for a college Spanish project. Okay. Which, um, well, now I got to tell my college Spanish project story. You don't have to, <laughs> but you can. Everybody so, has a good college Spanish so, so, story. <laughs> Actually, so, I, I do have a good college Spanish I story. I do. So I love it. And the best thing is I took college for through high school and college for like eight years with Michael Baxter. And there were multiple times where one of us would have to leave the room and like act like we had to go to the bathroom because we couldn't stop laughing, just listening to the other one, try to speak Spanish <laughs> and do it poorly. Um, but this project it's for an Equa adventure. We're selling this adventure company in Ecuador. And so the, the start is a skit cold open. I don't know if you will <laughs> me. I'm in the office talking in Spanish on the cell phone to my boss who says I need to work late again. And I'm like, but my child's being born. I can't miss this. He said, we got to, you got to get that Adams report or something. I didn't define my job well. And then I say, I've had it. I'm done with this. I, I need an adventure. I snap my cell phone. I've got all this stuff set up on this table. And then I stand up and I, oh, I, I, I flipped the table and send like pens and everything across the room was the idea. But I flip it so hard. It does a full rotation, smacks on the ground all the table legs rip off from the plywood and go rattling through the desks in the middle. Oh. <laughs> and my teacher is like looking at me dumbfounded. This is like a night class. This was this guy's second gig. He worked a day job somewhere. Just this old white guy. He's just like looking at me dumbfounded. And so like I break character. Everybody's laughing. There's plywood bits all over the oh, classroom. No. The, the chairs just rattle through. And then my next cue is to rip my sh button down shirt oh, and reveal no. this, reveal this Equa adventure t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> and so I did that. And then I have to talk. It was the longest Spanish presentation I've ever done. Senior year. I had to talk for 20 minutes in Spanish oh, with this girl gosh. who would like kind of, <laughs> it was like, what did you do? Uh, but so like every four minutes I would, 
see what I did and remember, and then I would start laughing. Uh, but that's my Spanish story, and it's that was the story. shirt that I had to rip. And I still wear the shirt to play football. Uh, it just has the – I made a pretty clean bottom rip. It's just now it's kind of like a crop top. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. a hilarious story. That was actually. a good story. Yeah. It was. And then, yeah. I convinced, never mind. Never mind. I convinced Baxter to throw hot dogs at a target on a whiteboard for his skit because he needed some idea for his security company. It had to be interactive in some way. Ah. So he was, <laughs> I told him, it's always funny throwing a, a hot dog. There is something funny about that. Yeah. Inherently. Um, yeah. But okay. So nosebleeds. That's my, that's my specific <laughs> one. Great episode. <laughs> we can't. I mean, oh. it's gonna be tough to beat last week's. Yeah. Right. Uh, All right. I'm gonna go to my number four, please. Uh, so my number four. Actually, this turned out perfectly because I didn't know when this was coming up. But mine is multiple cuts to do a simple thing. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah. And it's in the answer is Liam Neeson in the movie Taken. Yeah. That's like is the that, worst. Is that Taken example. one? It's it's all of them. I yeah. rewatched. I rewatched three is unwatchable. So okay. I rewatched one and two in the last few years, and um, I think Alec was that your bachelor party where they everyone watched all the Taken movies. No, I think it was just at a bachelor party for no one. Like uh, okay, maybe oh, yeah. the first one or something like that. And like it was those whatever. So yeah, yeah all that to say, they so the the scenario is this in an action movie usually a good action movie it is done in one two maybe three different takes yeah and there's one two three cuts so like in the editing room there like someone does a flip and maybe there's two angles of it and that's so they can get the stunt man in or something like that there is a scene in the second or third taken movie where liam neeson hops a fence and they do eight cuts of yes. him running to the fence, grabbing the fence, putting his leg over the fence, hopping the fence. It's clearly not him the whole time. So like, like as in, Liam Neeson's like seventy. Yeah, he's not a he's not a, not spring, a spring chicken. <laughs> and so it's so funny. But but then you have and so that always takes me out of the movie. Yeah, when I see like an action scene and you're like, that's not them there's like all these quick cuts yeah through it and you're like this sucks because it's it might have been like very well choreographed yeah and like you feel bad for the choreographers there because they might have had this cool idea for a fight but then like sh like you bring in someone who's a little bit too old like a robert de niro type and yep. like, why is this guy doing an action movie or like a liam neeson um and i think you even get that with like newer like I think um, like Jason Statham has started to do that more, but you then backtracking a little, you've got John wick Dude. and Keanu Reeves, like one take, maybe two putting in the work. It just, it's looks so much better. Yeah. It's night and day when you watch a great movie, a great action movie with people who can actually do it, which is why like Jackie Chan is the king. Yeah. He's the greatest. Seriously. Uh, he was awarded number one on our action stars. Nice. So way back when. Heck Yeah. Dude, the other thing about those like really quick cuts is that they can give you a headache, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like Jason I remember Bourne. watching uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween movie mm. and just leaving feeling like I got punched in the face. Just like, oh my <laughs> God. Like there was a cut like every two seconds and it was like shaky as well. Like felt like I just rode Diamondback like 10 times in a row or something like that. You know, it was no good. Yeah. 
and it I sucked have it. too. So <laughs> there was that. But <laughs> as a did we watch? I watched that in Michael Marchese's basement. We might have watched that together. Is that where you watched it? No, I watched it in theaters, which is lame. But you know, nice, dude. Yeah, I forgot you're a cinema buff. You had the boxers, the Rob Zombie <laughs> boxers. Uh, what a, a sub peeve of one of my honorable mentions is hard to follow action sequences with yeah. quick cuts and yeah. no sense of geography. So I think yep. that's in that vein. Where like that was like a, a cool creative choice for a bit, like the the whole Born saga. That was the way to do it. And then mm-hmm. and like I feel like John Wick has ushered in the era of actually this is way better. Not that like that's a new thing, but I feel like a lot of movies are trying to be more John Wicky since then. Well, you've got like great fight scenes, like an old boy, mm-hmm. like the actual Korean version. Yep, is that hallway scene is incredible, and there's a decent amount of cuts in that scene. But it, but it does, it plays really well with the space. Yeah, like so, I said, sense of geography. Yeah. It establishes it. It's visible even if you're cutting. You still know where you're at and where, mm-hmm. what's finishing. I think a whole movie like that is Snowpiercer. Ah. Is like okay. you're on a train the whole time. And there's there's similar, obviously, feels to that. Um, uh, and Both Bong Joon-ho. Exactly. Oh, never mind. Old boy's not. No, old boy's not, but yeah. Uh, but it is all within a train and there's sometimes where you forget about that, but you are quickly brought back into it when it's like a fight scene. Mm. And I don't know. I think that, yeah, the quick cuts, like 100% take it out. Like makes me think that the fight scene is lame. Yeah. 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 It's like, they have to be used very deliberately, you know, mm. to convey like, I don't know, just like important things that might get missed if it was in like a big take. Like if yeah. like, the hero gets like slashed on the arm or something like that, you know, a little like quick insert of that might be helpful or something. Exactly. Like that, yeah. You know. Yeah. And I mean, I just gotta shout it out. If talking back to Jackie Chan, every frame of painting on YouTube, the the Jackie Chan video, like how to do action something right. It's just it talks about yeah, like cuts and lighting and like how you set it up, setting one one guy in one color and the other one in another to make it clear. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's something now that always irks me in movies when it's shaky cam or very dark and quick cuts, and I can't tell what's going on. Dude, another badass action scene. Have you guys seen Eastern Promises? Yeah, oh, Vigo. No, yeah. That doesn't even sound like a movie to me. Dude, it's great. So Vigo Mortensen is this uh, <sighs> Russian gangster, and these two, two dudes try to... Like Nicholas. whack him off, no, whack him off. That was a horrible way to put it because he's naked. <laughs> <in the same. laughs> but Vigo Mortensen's like, you're not gonna whack me off. It's him defending against it the whole time. Uh, so these dudes try to assassin murder him in a bathhouse. So Vigo's naked, and they come up and they try to like stab him, but he ends up like beating the shit out of him, but also gets like all cut up and stabbed and stuff like that. And it's just like mm. it's gnarly, and it's like pretty long takes and whatnot. So super cool. Dude, I see a pretty naked Vigo Mortensen when I type this in. Yeah. A tattoo. Dude, he hangs dong also. Yeah. Gotta respect it. Yeah. Worth the price of admission alone. All right. I'm going to add that to the watch list. <laughs> and then he says, I'm trying to think of an air going. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Alec, what's. I would have gone with you to the end. <laughs> you're, you're done. Okay. But also simultaneously think of a Russian accent. To put those both together, that was asking a lot of me. I know you were... You were no one was asking me. me. No. Alec, no. Alec clearly wanted to go into an improv bit there, yeah. but you're asking too much. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, yeah. so for my number four, uh, my number four movie pet peeve is Internal Logic Breaks, 
when oh, like okay. Ooh, a film, please explain yeah yeah so like when a film or tv show has kind of like set the rules of the universe or the premise and then later on for some reason or another they then break those rules um yep. for example and this is a tv show but i think it still applies so like game of thrones that's what i was about to say yeah <laughs> so like Season one, Game of Thrones, Ned Stark gets like stabbed in the leg. And for the rest of the season, he is like completely out of commission. Like he's feverish. Mm. He's bedridden. Eventually, he's just like walking with a cane and things like that. And that was one of the things like that was really awesome about Game of Thrones early on was that it was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know. It's not like other like fantasy or, you know, medieval stuff where the hero where they're takes, all immortal. Like, right. Yeah. The hero yeah. takes like a sword to the face and like two scenes <laughs> later, he's like banging the queen or something like, like that. Aragorn falls off a mountain. Yeah. And then he's fighting right. it, like 12 hours later. And he's... then he's just banging the queen. By the end. <laughs> yeah. But then later on, like season six, Arya gets like stabbed directly in the stomach and mm-hmm. like it gets it wriggled around in there. And then she falls into a sewer and like two days later she is doing like if somersaults down staircases parkour. parkour yeah i'm just and it's like that wouldn't be a problem if the universe hadn't already like established that like okay mm-hmm. wounds aren't like even minor ones aren't anything to like you know to to shake a stick at um and the thing i hate more than anything more than even internal logic breaks is themselves is uh when people then justify them with like oh okay it's a world with dragons in it and you have a problem with that i'm like mm-hmm. i don't have a problem with dragons i have a problem with them breaking the rules they set mm-hmm. all right just because there are dragons doesn't mean that if in the next episode arnold schwarzenegger the person showed up in the universe <laughs> i wouldn't be like okay well there are dragons so i guess anything could happen you know God. I, I'm sorry. I would have said the exact same thing. That's the argument that I hate the most. Where it's like I I don't have a problem with fantastical things, like as long as we're consistent yes. with the the rules or the laws of mm. physics and nature that we've established in this. It can be as bonkers as we want, as long as it's consistent. Yes. Like you know, all these dragons can get stabbed and brush it off if that's the rules. But then you know, why why is one going one way and one the other? Yeah, yeah, that's a. I think it's the same concept when you and I hope I don't know if this is on any of your guys's. This doesn't happen too much, <clears throat> but it pisses me off when it does. It's the same idea where they introduce something so late in the game that yeah. you're like that broke the plot. So the the one is always like the twin brother, oh. and you're like, oh, he had a twin or he had a brother the whole time. And it's like the very end of the show or it's the very end of the movie. Like, wait, you didn't allude to this at all. Yeah. Like this was not in, this was like last second edition trying to justify the plot. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like the brother did it. Yeah. So it's okay yeah. in the prestige when they tell us it's going to happen at the start. Right. Well, the, I was going to say the prestige does it really well yeah. because they do foreshadow it. Cause they talk about how like you have to dedicate your whole life to a trick. Yeah. And I think they reveal that really well. They do. Okay. I, I'm still blown away by that. That was so well done, you know? Yeah. Gouache. In like retrospect, it's so, it's like, how do we not? I know. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, which is perfect. Which is, yeah. Yep. The prestige, you know? Yeah. You know? The reveal. Flourish. Oh, dude. So here, speaking of the prestige, well, that's probably a can of worms, but uh, uh, we can move on. You're talking about David Bowie? Well, my thing was, so. <sighs> I can't even remember what my thing is. It's too complicated. It has to do with the whole Hugh Jackman cloning himself, then shooting well, I was gonna himself. S- well, that's the... Inter- I, okay, I do think that's relevant because 
that Why? is that introduces okay so we're in this real world right it like i think this goes to your your pet peeve alec it's yeah. like you're in this real world they're magicians mm-hmm. like magic isn't real yeah and then they try to justify it with science that he's able to clone himself and yeah. he never knows and that's just like this I feel like it was too elaborate. I love that movie. Yeah. But it felt like yeah. that broke the world a little. Of like, oh, wait, there is like this. We They call it science, but it's like clearly magic. You're right. Like, right. Like, like, what is this? Yeah. It was a little fantastical, you know. But. See, I'm into that just because it's like, again, it's the hidden in plain sight. Like we're told it's about magic. We're like in we're, we're told in the opening act about how the trick works. And like it basically paints a picture to there being a, a twin or or some hidden reveal. Yeah. Yeah. But and like and then he actually does it to us and we don't expect it. Yep. We don't expect magic. Uh, yeah. I'm into that. I should it should have ended with somebody pulling a rabbit out of a hat. You know. Oh, that or or Chinese cool. finger trap. Or Chinese That's finger trap. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. All right, is it oh, my turn? Dude, uh, real quick, sidebar, an idea, top five like um like redemption items yes, at like yes. you Thank know you. like Chinese finger oh, trap and, and a family fun uh, the little poppers <laughs> like tootsie that. rolls yeah, yeah dude oh, gosh what are the other little like army staples? men yeah army men dude I like for, snakes yeah, yeah. I, I used to things. I used to place all the orders for those at Scallywag Tag the yeah pirate themed laser tag I oh for. you gave me so much of those fruity tootsie rolls <laughs> yeah laffy taffy oh, yeah I would place I, I there's a there's a full website where I would go on every month and make orders Dang. and I got to pick whatever so there was like inflatable hammers yeah and oh, nice. stuff yeah. like that it was little a fun basketballs website. like an alien yeah, basketballs. water bottle you mm-hmm. know oh yeah hell yeah it's good stuff I remember. Katie Herman's across the street saved up her family fun center points so much and she got Shrek on DVD. And that was like probably cost her four thousand yeah. dollars. But, but worth it. <laughs> worth it. Um say that again. That again? No, it doesn't. Um, but hey, my number four is say that again oh like when they're doing something and somebody and they say that again he was like i i want a bacon cheeseburger that's it what i'm just talking about how i'm hungry no that's it like like he needs him to say it again because like that jogs something in his memory he doesn't just be like oh my god like i got an epiphany when they have to say say that again and like repeat this really like oh. innocuous thing yeah. um yeah. that is a lame trope <laughs> uh so yeah that's my that's my number four Dude, i feel that like is. the cousin of that trope is the uh in english please Oh yes, that's another one. Yep. <laughs> also, the the another cousin of that trope is uh the say that again, but the I dare you to say that again mm-hmm. of oh, the yeah. like egging on a fight. Yeah. It's like it calls him a loser. It's like call me a loser again. <laughs> one it's more like, time. Would that would that really instigate a fight? Right. Like people are way too quick to fight. Yeah, I don't know. Your bar fight will. You would bar know. fight Willie. Well, that's what I was saying. Like people in movies are way too quick to fight. Yeah. Like I've never seen that. Like if someone called me a loser at a bar, I'd be like, yeah, correct. Right. <laughs> correct. You win. I mean, that's fair. Oh, I can God. see how you feel that way. Like that's me responding yeah. as you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a funny one to say that again but i will i wish they would do it i wish i love it when they spin tropes on their heads because i actually do 
every single day say say that again to people I work with because uh-huh. I'm rarely listening. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and sometimes they're like, "Oh, are you thinking about something?" Like, like they think I have an idea. I'm like, "No, I just I really was wasn't listening to you." <laughs> <laughs> I was looking out the window. I missed like half that. <laughs> please, That's... please say it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I w- yeah, I would, I would love to see a list of like more cousins of that phrase. Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of, think them of them out now. there. You know, yeah. Uh. All right. Well, as we think of cousins, yes. I will do my yeah. number three, and let me Baker's, find it. Baker's cousins. Okay, so my number three, I have titled "Girl Fight." Girl fight. Mm. Okay, so what? I hate it when one of my biggest movie pet peeves is when there is a action sequence or people break off and there's these individual fights happening. Oh, and the and the two girls always fight. Like there's a bad girl and a good girl, and they're like, I guess we're fighting each other now. Uh, That happens so often, and it's just. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, you could say it's dumb that everyone breaks out like into like separate quadrants. Like, all right, I'm going to fight this guy over here. Like you guys go over here and fight. It's like, no, that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Um, so it is prime examples of it are Avengers of infinity war. Uh, I think that's a yeah. dumb scene in Wakanda. Uh, and you could also say an end game, the, dumb scene where all the women joined together that was clearly dumb it was just it was yeah it was contrived thank you uh fast and furious i believe seven where like ronda rousey fights michelle um obama rodriguez what was the name what was the name of that movie fast and furious seven yeah what was that i think yeah i think it was just fast and yeah i don't remember they all got kind of weird we'll talk about it later we'll talk about what is it We'll talk about it later. Don't look it up. We'll talk about it I later. Don't look it up. Okay. No. Oh, is it in one of yours? Okay. It's foreshadowing. Um, okay. I hate it when people foreshadow in movies. No. Uh, <laughs> so I just don't. I think it's so ridiculous how they always and I and I guess I get it. Like they don't want, but I would like to see it more. So there's a movie At- Atomic Blonde. If you've mm, ever seen it with the John Wick, Charlize exactly. Where she just fights everyone yeah, at yeah. all times. Mm. And I loved that. Yeah. And it is, I don't know, I'm debating whether or not it's sexist. I don't think I'm the one who should be judge, jury, and No, you're the one who one. determines if something's sexist the or arbiter. not. <laughs> yeah. I'm the arbiter you're, you of all sexist things. But it yeah. feels that Trump way. Trump appointed you. <laughs> like, I, all I think about when like Ronda Rousey's fighting Michelle Rodriguez is two like little horny boys like editing it and being like, yeah, this is what I want. This is what the people want. Dude, two some, pretty ladies fighting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you often picture two horny boys? I only picture two <laughs> horny boys. Will's not actually a 28 year old man. He's like mm-hmm. two horny boys who just like in a trench coat. <laughs> a trench coat. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That trench coat's always pitching a tent. You know what yeah, I mean? Two tents. Oh, Will, I see you're double tenting it today. <laughs> double, dude. dude d- double. Uh, oh, goodness. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't like that trope it's a pet peeve I'm like it doesn't make trope. sense it, yeah. I, I guess the follow-up to that like i said is when there's like four on four and like okay let's each pick someone and then we're gonna go fight them in our little corner yeah but you don't think it would be better if you think one of them would be like actually 
us it's a two, team fight. Yeah, us we have, two. We have those plays like, we drew up. All right, so if us three are ever in a fight against another three guys, let's have plays. What we do, yeah, we're one hundred percent going to run plays. We're gonna we're gonna look at the biggest guy, and us three are going to go fight that big guy first. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one ever thinks of that. <laughs> I know. Well, no, I'm I'm going to turn to Alec, and I'm going to go toss me. <laughs> 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 and i'll say uh uh parts of the caribbean uh, uh, uh davy jones uh, 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 and, and then by that time we will be beaten to a pulp <laughs> and I'm, I'm out there fighting three guys while you guys are doing improv in the corner and i'm just like don't tell the elf and we all just blood soaked pulp yeah. no then i'm gonna tie somebody's bootstraps to a cannon and blow him off into <laughs> dude, i'm gonna blow him off that's your, that's Turn, your fatality turns out it was me him. the whole time uh, and, you, and you blow me off then you guys have to fight three guys <laughs> who have taken zero damage dude, and then vigo mortensen's trying to wank will off and... <laughs> what is happening i don't know oh, um but yeah Ugh. number three from alec okay okay my number three this one's a little bit pretentious um nice. but my number Love three it. pet peeve is when i can hear the writing oh mm. interesting i thought you're gonna say when so- i'm not in the movie <laughs> i hate all movies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh gosh but no so like uh so two examples that come to mind for this are three billboards and uh trial of the chicago seven i was just my first question was gonna be so did you like trial of the chicago seven no i really didn't care for it but (laughs) but like with three billboards like i just kept being taken out of the movie because it just felt like in every scene the writer was just trying to be way too cute and clever like trying just trying to be too like i don't know witty and like profound and it was just like it just took me out. It took me away from the characters. It took me out of the story. Um, like, for example, in Three Billboards, when Francis McDormand gives that bizarre monologue about the bloods in the crypts, like, I'd be like, why oh, is yeah. this woman, this rural woman in Missouri <laughs> talking about the bloods in the crypts in L.A. to a priest? Like, that makes no sense whatsoever. Like, I get the point that was being made, but it seemed just like a terrible vessel for that point. Um, and then with... <sighs> So I really like Aaron Sorkin, but I feel like he needs to work with the director to kind of rein him in a bit. So like Social Network, I feel like was Sorkin at his best because he had David Fincher to kind of be like, okay, we're not going to do that. That's a little too like cute. So let's just Mm kind of like keep it a little more real. But like, again, Trial of the Chicago 7 just was felt so, I don't know, like dramatized and like larger than life that like it just took me out of it, you know. I feel like I bought into it more with that because um, I don't know. Three billboards was like supposed to feel like more like grounded and, and realistic. Mm. And I think it, that style of writing takes me out of it where they're just like speaking so profound and like mm-hmm. they have these comebacks where it's like, I get once of those every six months and like, I could tell everybody about it. And it's like every conversation is that, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Charles Chair Seven felt like I was like seeing a play or something. I don't know. I just yeah. bought into it. I was, I it, it was moving fast and it felt kind of like uh, fantastical. Yeah. So I, uh, I was. Well, it didn't bother me then. Yeah, I think it. It also depends on the style of movie because going back, I'm sure we'll come back to it. Is like Fast and Furious movies. Every line in that movie, no one would ever say in real life. Right. But I love every yes, second. Yeah, yes. me too. <laughs> so it's like, it's hyper dramatized. Everything is so serious uh-huh. about La Familia. Yeah. And 
and it's just and i love it but Me yeah too. when you have a an oscar <laughs> contender and it's supposed to be this great movie but it just feels so canned yeah and it feels like that's not the like you could tell the the director had them redo it a few times to get the timing right mm-hmm. and it didn't feel natural at all yeah yeah, yeah. the oh, uh unnatural dialogue is an is an honorable mention but i get that it's a movie and ums are less fun and glamorous but i will say this is that someone like um like great natural I, dialogue great natural dialogue is, is crushing it perfect <laughs> so in marriage story <laughs> yeah when why, why can't i think of the director's name oh Michael what is Kelly. that guy's name noah noah bomb bauer no, 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 yeah. i always want to make it an r Bumgarner. instead of an um that's happened like 10 oh, times on this yeah, podcast right. yeah. um so he he wrote i watched an interview with like adam driver or something like that or Greta Gerwig, and they were saying that like they did zero improv on that movie. Everything mm. that was said was written down. Every nice. like pause, every um, every like, wow. everything. That's but wild. I think it just goes to how good of a writer he is. Yeah. yeah, is that he can write human dialogue so well. Yeah, and then you've got people like Michael Bay who have no idea what humans are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's never had a real conversation, uh, and so like he doesn't know how to write that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Hey, and back to Greta Gerwig uh, writing conversations, scripting it out to the point where they're overlapping and interrupting one another. Like I don't know, that's maybe that's just us on a podcast, but I feel like that's how more people talk more mm-hmm. often than not. It's just like, let me set this up on a tee and wait for you to knock this out of the park with a comeback. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, more chaotic than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anti peeve though, I had on the flip side of the cord, thinking of Aaron Sorkin. Did I say that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when a line of dialogue starts and then finishes over a cut, like we cut (laughs) and not in the Austin powers, like jokey way of like Mm -hmm. the, that's a too huge ball. Like in the cuts to an (laughs) umpire, like, but like when, and I think, I feel like that happens probably in trial of the striker seven and three billboards. Those two, like, I can't place it, but I like when, uh, that happens in movies when they end a cut. Or they, they cut and then the sentence finishes with like a different person talking. Yeah, I think that can be done well. Sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like, like I feel like there are instances where like, where like a character's like, get in, you know, I'll, like I can't explain. And then they drive for like 20 minutes and they don't explain the situation until they get there. Yep. You know, it's oh, like, yeah, why didn't you guys silly. talk about yeah. this in the car? You know, yeah. like well, the, yeah. the, the, what Michael's talking about, I feel like um, Guy Ritchie does that a lot. Where yes, he does yes. the storytelling. Because, uh, I, I mean, I just watched that King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, or whatever it's called. And The and, Gentleman, too, he does it. Yeah, and so it's like someone telling a story, but then it's like four or two or three people telling that same story mm. uh, throughout, and they just, like, take over words. Okay. I think he... Because his filming style is so, like, chaotic. I think yeah. he gets away with it. But I think it can be super heavy-handed when you're not... Like, it's not your style. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll take a on a case by case basis on if this is a pet peeve or a whatever the I wrote anti peeve down. I have a list of anti peeves, but there's probably a better word than that. Probably things you like. <laughs> well, if, if if pet is like domesticated, then wild, the wild. we call it a wild peeve. What's the opposite yeah. of a, I guess? What's, what's the opposite of a peeve? Yeah. What, uh, is there who's a good ghost in Harry Potter? Nearly headless uh, Nick. Yeah. Okay. So it's pet peeves. Wild, or wild, Nick. nearly headless Nicks. <laughs> a wild Nick. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, my turn. Yep. 
My number three is temporal pincer movements. What? It's just such a freaking overused trope at this point. Everybody and their cousins out there doing temporal pincer movements. I'm just joking. I like it at Will's typing in the Google Doc. Being <laughs> yeah. But that was another Tenet joke. I still like Tenet. Yeah, Robert Pattinson should get an Oscar for Tenet. Robbie Pat. All right, number three is when the first kiss gets interrupted and then they don't resume and like act like they missed their one and only shot at that. Uh, Does this resonate like, and maybe you guys are more, uh, you got more romantic experience than me. So maybe I'm, I'm just misinterpreting, but like, I feel like you would know, okay, I was just about to kiss this person so I could kiss him again sometime. Or at least like mm-hmm. there's a conversation, like we like each other or like, but like they just like act like they missed their, and both characters were about to mutually kiss. And then they like, once the interruption leaves, they don't go back to it. Or like they go back to still like, will they, won't they mode? Like, do they like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like you just like, all right, back to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a person who is married, I, I eh, so <laughs> I don't, I'm not a good person to ask on this. Cause I haven't, I've never been in a situation where it was like, will they, won't they, the only situations I've been into is will they, they when, when they, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when, will they, when they? Allie, can please, you me, please do it. Can, can you give me pickup artist advice? Uh, yeah. You, so negging is big for me. Mm-hmm. You know, does that mean it? That's the thing that terrible people do when they think making girls feel like shit is the key to, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. you're I, like, I Oh, I like, so like I said, like nice teeth, <laughs> not you're, you're no. a bad cook. <laughs> <laughs> wait nice teeth was a neg okay, was so it sarcastic my, that's my go-to like uh like high school if i was like a high school girl and i wanted to get in another girl's head i would like go up to her and i'd be like nice teeth <laughs> wait so this is a fake scenario in which you imagine yourself being a high school girl getting in the head of another high school girl yes, exactly. okay i just want to make sure i've got the situation so it's clear. like it's like a compliment but is it so like that confusion but like see you're mature enough to handle that but High school girl, she would be in shreds for weeks trying to figure that out. But you're right. Okay, so the negging, I need to be more direct. Throw out nice teeth, and I just say bad teeth. Yeah, you say nice teeth. (laughs) Psych. Oh, psych. (laughs) Psych, not jokes. Yeah. Um, Another good one is uh, you're so brave for wearing that tonight. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, Or it's it's so brave that you don't, like, care what anyone else thinks you look like. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hit them with the, Uh, I don't care what any belt... Uh, I don't care what anybody else thinks about you. I actually like you. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Sometimes I hit them with a little ghetto gospel. <laughs> they hit them with a little ghetto gospel. And then Elton John Those rolls. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that all I've, had, I've had moderate success with that one in the past. <laughs> Expensive if, getting Elton John though. If, if, if yeah, it's a it's a one time thing. Like I, <laughs> the pickup line only works once because you do not yeah, have that much. I cash. had to save up my life savings for this one Tinder date. <laughs> <laughs> I paid Elton John to be on retainer. <laughs> but but to go back to your actual number three, like I I do think that that is like the the scenarios they're about to kiss and then someone walks into the room and says like hey we got to go and then it goes back to this weird like oh wait was that real or were you just caught up in the moment yeah Uh, i think it can be done well but also like i've never like had a first kiss where i just didn't just go for it Mm -hmm. there's no like (laughs) slow like like oh are we gonna do this or Mm -hmm. not it's like no you just kiss them there's not enough time you know, no, there's not enough. Last to, oh, it's not like I'm. It's not like I'm 
like a Hoover vac. I'm like <laughs> just sucking <laughs> them into me. There's not saying, yeah. like there's, there's no hot breath time. on the lips. Hot breath on yeah. the lips is a thing in novels, you know. Yeah. Ooh. Typically, I would read a I would read a novel written by you called Hot Breath on the Lips. Dude, it's coming out soon. That's, and it's by you smarty. and Aaron Sorkin. You can rein him in. <laughs> but I will say, I, yeah, I don't like it when they like stop where they're about to do it. There, there's a moment, and then it turns into like, oh wait, do we actually like each other? Yeah. Because like that situation yeah. right there is like, no, we do like each other. Cool. Yeah. Like yeah, that person leaves just... and be like, hey, now let's kiss. You're right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like such BS to me. Like they're like, why do you gotta just let them kiss? Or like, but like to like have that be the thing that stopped. Like you know, they're trying to like. Make like it, make it out to be something mm-hmm. where these two characters won't end up together or whatever, yeah. and like that's the lamest like wrench in their romantic journey you could throw. Yeah. Is like a person coming in the room saying, "Hey, we gotta get out of here, douchebag," like, <laughs> and like, like oh, well, I guess they're not gonna end up together now because this guy opened the door. Yeah. Wrong room. Here. <laughs> you know. Also, that should th- like they shouldn't be together if that's what throws a wrench into it. Right. Like that relationship's yeah. not strong enough. Seriously, to survive. They actually, like yeah. I hope they break. Up. I hope Alex shows up and murders them, like whatever we <laughs> talked about earlier. I shall. <laughs> Yeah, oh. he's wearing his Rob Zombie boxers. <laughs> I like that it went from. I think the funny thing is this is like the actual scenario is way funnier than Rob Zombie boxers. Jar Jar Binks boxers are so much funnier. It's a way better joke than Rob Zombie boxers, and that's what he actually had. But imagine it's like a, a young Alec, first pair of boxers, young, and they have Rob Zombie on them, Rob, like the man. No, Rob Zombie. I still, I still think that Jar Jar Binks is funnier. All right, what if one butt cheek is Jar Jar and one that's, butt cheek okay. is Rob like, like that's a half brony, half you know? Yeah. Cheat, half His veggie. mom sewed him together. She bought two pairs of boxers, ripped them apart, ripped them apart, and, and made one pair for Alec. Yeah, that's great. Then Will shows up in his trench coat. <laughs> pitching two tents two little tents a, a do- yeah a all right pincer movement if you will a ten- ten- so my my number two is enhancing photos oh that's a good one is the biggest yes. trope that makes no sense and is unrealistic and it makes me so mad. Any that spy murder. movie, any cop movie. I watched Enemy of the State, which is actually a fantastic movie. Uh-huh. Old, old Gene Hackman. Yeah. Um, in Big Willie style. Yeah, uh, Barry Pepper. All in it. And so they, they do it like four times in that movie. And it's always like this like tech wizard who the, the cop comes like, hey, can you enhance that? And he's like, yeah. And he, he like drags a corner over it like he's in microsoft word yeah and he just like let's go and it goes and it enhances, it. zooms in a couple times you know yeah, like yeah. and it gets blurrier it doesn't get clearer what they should have just done is like every time you zoom in it keeps the same level of like clarity yep. but instead yep. they they actually zoom in it's so fucking blurry and they're like hey enhance that it's like oh that's David from the bar. <laughs> like what? And they see him in like the reflection in somebody's pupil, you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Enhance yeah, that. There's like that exciting rapport. Like this guy knows his tech guy. Enhance. Uh, reverse. Back that up. Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. this whole whole little train. And then it's, yeah, exactly. We're, we've gone into the ant's pupil and we're seeing what it saw in the humans. Yeah. And thing. especially that was a big one in the early 2000s, late yeah. 90s. Like enhance that. 
send that to me. And like, he jumps in the car and he takes out his Nokia. And he's like, yes, I see. And it's like this perfect like picture on his like little phone. Yep. That yeah. he's just playing snake on, you know, yeah. <laughs> the phone picture. Dude, I quality. feel like the cousin to this one is like a scene where they're, where they're getting hacked. Right. And mm-hmm. like, That's the, the tech say. people are like doing everything they can to like stop the hacker. Then kind of like the old school guy just comes over and unplugs the computer. And like somehow that like saves the day, you know, mm-hmm. just like, Hey, <laughs> We we uh, we beat them, you know. And, and we beat them. We got the tech them. people are like, oh, why didn't we think of that? Oh, yeah, you know. Like the or there's also there's a similar vein of the old fashioned way where they're in, working with some technology, like Han Solo shooting the the Star Wars desk, yeah. and that opens the door. That's that's very similar. But oh. uh, a close runner up for me was anything with computers or most technology but that's very vague specifically coding and hacking yeah and there's the iconic ncis two two people on <laughs> yeah. one keyboard yeah but like any hacker movie ever i think really rough one is jurassic park oh. and the little girl at the end she's like i know this it's a unix system and she gets in there and it's a video game she's like flying around <laughs> the files and like needs to yeah. find the right stuff to turn on <laughs> it was um, like star fox you know <laughs> exactly so it was like, slippy get uh, back here use the boost to get through <laughs> do a barrel do a barrel <laughs> hey einstein i'm on your side <laughs> Oh, you little freaks. <laughs> Dude, top five do you remember, do you uh, Star Fox quotes. It's on the list. I want to do it, man. <laughs> I, oh. Slippy, get back here. Okay. Here we go, man. More like your father. All right, so, so is, that's my is number two. Okay. Yeah. So Dude, I'm just thinking of Star Fox characters, though. Yeah. Remember the uh, like chameleon that was on Star Wolf's team? No. Leon? Not at all. Can't let you do that, Star Fox. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so my number two is, and this one has been a hot item in the last couple of years, uh, but subverting expectations. I hate okay. the idea, the notion of subverting expectations so, so much. <laughs> so I feel like it's this thing that like a few people did well a few years ago, and then people started like doing a bastardized version of it later on. So like, Subverting expectations, I think, is cool when you're subverting expectations or tropes of the medium, things that like exist outside the story. So, yeah. for example, like, and I'm going to go back to Game of Thrones here because, mm-hmm. as you can tell, I have an axe to grind. Um, yeah, well, but, we're ready, man. Like, season one, Game of Thrones, like, the end of the season, Ned Stark dying, like, that subverted our expectations, not because of anything in the story. Like, story-wise it made total sense like he made himself an enemy he had this sort of like loose cannon that could have done mm-hmm. anything like we p- go back and put the dots together and it makes sense the thing the reason it shocked us is because of things that existed outside of the story things like thinking oh well he's the main character so he can't die things like thinking like oh it's sean bean and he's the only a-list star in the show he like, never dies he's not gonna die <laughs> like those things existed outside of the story and that's why we were shocked but story-wise, it wasn't compromised because everything was still there. Um, but what sucks is when people subvert things within the story for the f- pure sake of just like surprise or shock or something like that. Mm-hmm. When it's like, okay, well, everything was leading us to think the butler did it. But in actuality, it was like the grandma who killed the character or something like just that. Because. Right, just, just because. Right, just because we want to surprise you or shock you. And that's just like lazy and annoying and it's not satisfying and it's bad writing and I just hate it. And I hate that it's become a thing. 
Um, and yeah, and one, hopefully one great example of that though that a movie that a lot of people I don't I think it's a cult classic, but a lot of people don't like it. Who I think there's a full list of movies that if you don't watch them by a certain age or a certain time, mm. they don't age well or they're not as funny or as good as newer movies. But the movie Clue, ah, uh, is I've never watched it is hilarious tim curry as the butler was perfect uh-huh. um and at the end of the movie like so I, it's like based off the board game and so there's all these characters and at the end of it like like they reveal who did it and you're like oh that makes sense great but then there's like six alternate endings that they play one after the other revealing how all of them did it ah. so it's like every single one of them did oh. it and so it like subverted the expectations and like revealed this world. You're like, oh, this makes so much sense now. I didn't see this coming. Yeah. I didn't think that was possible. But I thought they did that like incredibly well for the time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that so that like to kind of go back, like subverting expectations in and of itself, I don't think is bad. But when it is like when it's like bastardized, when it's like the the store brand version of subverting <laughs> expectations, that's where mm-hmm. I think problems arise. But but yeah, that's my my numero dos. I'm trying to think of a good example. Yeah, me like, too. Of like, where's well, the, you said end of season one of Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Or I guess then, then I'm trying to think of a bad example then. Yeah, so for me, I mean, Game of Thrones for me, like, you know, it's, it's the fact that there was like, in season eight, and in season eight in of itself yeah, was yeah. an absolute train wreck. But okay, like that makes sense. it felt like so much of that season, so many of the decisions were done just to like be surprising or to be mm-hmm. like, whoa, I bet you didn't see that coming. And yeah. it's like, I don't care if I didn't see it coming. Like if you were building to this one thing, getting me excited about this one thing, like of course I'm gonna be disappointed if you just decide to change lanes all of a sudden without any you know rational or understandable alternative you know yeah like the yeah. fact that there was like no conference real confrontation between Jon snow and the night king i don't know this is like two years late that i'm complaining about this <laughs> no, but like, fine. people are still <laughs> complaining about this <laughs> but like again I don't, I don't care if john doesn't kill the guy or anything like that but like you've been building like five seasons between these two characters and for them to not even like exchange a glance was kind of annoying, but yeah. And I guess the way in which they do it, like the whole Daenerys going buck wild on King's landing, but Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a train of thought where like, I definitely see that making sense and being a reasonable ending that, that, uh, you know, is still subverting expectations, but but makes sense and it, and it doesn't feel so jarring, but just the pacing and the way they carried it out made that super jarring. And, you know, one episode earlier, she's totally different, but she hears some bells and then she's like, all right, that's it. Fire time. <laughs> Fire time. <laughs> yeah. I, so I have this idea for a movie. I've had it for a while and it is, you put a lot, like you're putting lots of money into this boys. Like we're, okay. we're I mean, going marketing. So I'll, you get, I'll use some of my Elton John money. Thank you. Um, that little ghetto gospel money. And, uh, so what it is, you market it as it's an action thriller starring Ryan Reynolds or some other big, I don't know, like Gosling or whoever It starts out like it gets in pretty quickly. It's kind of like, you know, in those action movies, there's usually like a, a first battle type yeah. thing. There's a first engagement where he's on yep. a mission and out of nowhere, he gets shot in the head by just like a bad guy. Oof. And somebody else. 
and no, no, no. And then it's just like, so we, 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 so no, it does not end either, but then it changes movie styles. So it turns into either like a romantic comedy or like an indie movie, just <laughs> following this one guy who was like w- working a part-time job. So he like goes home. He's like, oh, I quit my job today, honey. It was like a little too intense. And it just completely shifts. Yeah, and it turns into like following the guy who shot Ryan Gosling, but there's no ramifications for what he's done. So, so we're pumping, so we're pumping tons of money into like, oh, this Ryan Gosling action movie, and then we <laughs> trick him into staying and watching like this rom com or about a family man who's like be... searching for a new career. That's that's my alley. I'm all about. I wish like I felt because I I like not watching trailers or anything, going in blind, and I get why they can't. But I've always been like, I just wish they would like be like, it's a big movie studio. Trust us, it's good here's the date we're not telling you anything about it but that's unrealistic dude but i would totally see that movie though thank you the gauze dude it's kind of like uh scream you know with drew barrymore she gets oh yeah that's the perfect example you know siri dude another really good example of subverting expectations done well have you guys seen barry yeah i love barry dude noho hank is like one of my favorite characters of all time but in uh like towards the end of season two when uh sally and barry are are, like doing their performance um Mm -hmm. and like you know i think she like slaps him or something like that and Mm -hmm. you start to think like oh my god like barry's about to get mad and like do a really great performance but Mm -hmm. then like sally just like totally like blows the thing up and like does a really great job or i can't Mm -hmm. remember if she does a good job or not but she basically like takes Um, over totally takes over you know and it's like oh well that didn't go the way i thought but it only didn't go the way i thought because i was thinking you know the tv show had taught me to think like oh well when barry like gets you know angry then he like acts really well but there's also this character of sally who like you know has her own story her own stuff going on and it's just like oh well i was used Mm -hmm. to this one thing but that doesn't mean it always happens like that yeah it's like Arya stark she had her own thing going on she got to kill the night king (laughs) i didn't have a problem with that i just uh, it was just like (laughs) many other things you know i just had a problem with the night king go being and wiped out in one quick episode when we've been building up to it for eight slow seasons and doing the whole mothership thing where it's like if we kill this one then the rest of them die like that is so played out you know like yeah Yeah, that's another good piece i love it in independence day oh well that's because that's the og i well i guess i also love it in star fox speaking of that (laughs) there's a big mothership on that one level Um, that was a good one i like that one remember the submarine level Stop talking about Star Fox. How do you like the deep marine or blue marine, Fox? That's a slippy quote. That's a deep quote. Okay. Uh, What's your number two? My number two, bathroom stuff. Ooh, like sexy bathroom stuff? Oh, the exact opposite. Just like nothing makes me more uncomfortable. Um, People in movies touch toilets and bathrooms like I would never... I would never dream of in real life. What do you, uh, ta- I need an example stat. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> just like, uh, okay. Ending of stranger things. They're just like having they're He's trying to kiss a girl. They're sitting in a public restroom stall on the floor, like leaning on a toilet. What? Any movie where someone gets drunk and is like puking. I don't know. I'm just like, I've like, definitely like done that. So <laughs> that is, I've 100% done that in a public restroom. <laughs> okay. Maybe this is more normal than I'm thinking of, but like, yeah, I don't want, I'm not to, like touching the floor or like, or just like, like, yeah, leaning on a toilet, like big Lebowski when he's just like crawling all over his toilet, like his own toilet. Like, yeah, dude. 
Have you? This is a you thing, I think. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, maybe, dude. Maybe this is this is probably not a good movie pet peeve, but it's something I don't like in <laughs> in movies. I just I'm just I'm just always like, get out of there. And wash I, th- I think it's a th- I think it's a thing you don't like in life. Yeah, I think this is yeah. a life pet peeve. Right. When I clean my toilet, I put on gloves and <laughs> oh, never. I have got the spray bottle with bleach and like I just pool goggles. Yeah. When's the last time you threw up, Mike? Uh, threw up. I don't know. Why'd you uh, why'd you repeat what I said? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, I mean, I think I from like a, a migraine like three or four years ago. Um, okay. I throw up a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of people like well, you know, it, you know what do they call it? Riding the porcelain, uh, yeah, driving the porcelain steering Ride, wheel or something. Riding the porcelain donkey. I don't think that's it. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> Come, Shadow Facts. Show them the, the meat well, taste. Well, that's the thing is like I've got in the past year I've gotten so sick where I, like my I can't even hold my body up, so I'm like oh. living in that toilet. Yeah, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's gr- okay. This is my thing. I'm fine with touching nasty stuff because I know I can wash my hands. Yeah. Like yeah. working at a restaurant or working at a place where you prep, like prep food or have to deal with people eating food and like doing dishes like that. Like you just get used to it. You're like, all right, my hands are going to get gross. I will wash yeah. them. But when it's your face, like yeah, if it goes I'll in your eyes, it. nose and mouth. What do you mean goes in my eyes? What's going in my There's eyes? There's particles. They're going in your eyes and nose and <laughs> That's mouth. That's splashing. <laughs> yeah. I've absolutely thrown up in a toilet and it's like gotten on my face before. It happens. Like the, I mean, the hey. throw up and the water. Yeah, dude. There's it's like being very drunk, being just like incredibly sick. Like it's germs don't exist when I'm sick. Like out with the uh, bed, you know. The the bathroom in the most recent Halloween movie. Uh, the bathroom. Timothy Chalamet and Beautiful Boy. I guess he's ODing on heroin, so that's worse. But just him being in the bathroom is sounds just as bad to me. <laughs> uh, I, just like laying on the floor. I, yeah, I don't like getting down on public restrooms and toilets and. Stuff like that. Yeah, I, I feel that. I don't necessarily agree, but I think I think it qualifies. Yeah, as it's not like I want to go hang out in a bathroom. Yeah, I'm not like, like, you know, trying to kiss anybody in a bathroom, but the opportunity arises. Yeah. I'm not saying no. <laughs> you're not saying no. You know, Absolutely. Bring some chapstick. Are you saying so, Mike, scenario, if you're married and your wife is in the bathroom, like br- like brushing your teeth or like whatever, yeah. would you not kiss her in your bathroom? Oh, I'm fine with dudes. I'm in the- okay, so t- I should I should have said specifically toilets. I guess it extends to the bathroom when it's in public because my experience in public bathrooms is anything can be a toilet in a public restroom. They can be piss and shit. I think anything over. can be a toilet g- generally. End of sentence. Okay. <laughs> yes, generally, but but yeah, it's not. It's the the bathroom generalization is more when we're talking public because I feel like all that space is going to be gross. Yeah. But but to- toilets specifically, toilet stuff. Dude, one of the most comforting things is a clean public bathroom, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's always yeah. like you're playing Russian roulette as you're walking up to you. You're like, oh, God, you know? Yeah. What's this going to be like? We were, like, documenting them in college. The Scott Lab basement at OSU is still my number one. Mm, dude, um, I will I will say this. Traveling, traveling internationally a little, I've noticed that American bathrooms are awful comparatively. Uh, well, see, I went to India... And I, it's yeah, just, holes in the there ground. were holes yeah. in the ground with yeah. the hose. Whoa. But then on the way back, mm-hmm. like first flight back, our, we stopped and we had six hours. We ran out to Zurich, which is like the richest city mm-hmm. in the world. That's a lie, but it's like night and day from India. And like the most public, like dankest bathroom we could find was like, uh, you know, just a palace compared to what I was used to. Yeah. There. And I was like, that's a big switch. It was the yeah. same. Like when we went to Morocco, it was the same way, but like 
it, the nice thing is it's pretty standard across the board when we were in Europe, floor to ceiling stalls. Oh, floor to oh ceiling. that's nice. What I would All give, place. dude. Oh, like yeah. no cracks. Yeah, There's no the crack. crack. I'm, not, I'm not making eye contact with anyone Seriously. walking by. Yeah. Well, okay. So speaking of that, my, my work pro tip is I always poop on a different floor, like just endless benefits. Now we're yeah. not in the office, obviously, but you yeah, get more that. exercise, longer walk. Often, if you walk further, you can find the least traffic bathroom, yeah. which is generally cleaner. Which is and even if it's equal traffic, equal cleanliness, you just eliminate the possibility of you making the grossest poop noises ever, then open the door at the same time as your boss who is just maybe doing the same thing or nothing. Either one is just a little less comfortable than, than avoiding it. Yeah. I and one time heard my boss on the toilet but he was talking on the phone. I've heard that before. I never really do that. Uh, I've or seen, I've watching seen, watching YouTube videos yeah, and they're just that. like like you know was like the sound like the weirdest stuff to be watching. But you just they're just letting it play over the speakers. Hey, yep, do what you do. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to do. establish a pattern with your bathroom behavior in an office. Yeah, you want to keep them guessing. You got to be on predictable. You keep them guessing. <laughs> well, yeah. I just like is he on a walk? Is he pooping? Like, man, that was a long bathroom. I guess it might have been a walk. Yeah. It's just like, no, seriously. Um, so yeah, the, when I went to India, the, the bathroom stress and the stress of water and having having good potable water to throw it back to last week was those were like my top two concerns. Mm. All right, but, all right. You want to move on to my last one? Yeah, just keep an eye on movie toilets and let me know. Couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> Germs aren't real. Um, but I I am getting my second COVID shot next week. Nice. Oh, dude, I got my first one on uh, Monday. I got my first one uh, yesterday. Vice, what? Which one did you guys get? Pfizer. Pfizer. Dude, Pfizer. We're, okay. When they turn on the nanites, we're all gonna be on the same team. Yeah. We can fight those other guys. Nanites. <laughs> yeah, dude. When they activate us, Order sixty six style. All hail yeah, and Pfizer. We kill the young ones. Yeah, dude. We're gonna wreck those Moderna bitches. Yeah. <laughs> they don't stand a fucking chance. Yeah, they don't. Hey, remember our choreography? Our fight choreography. <laughs> Toss me. <laughs> Bootstrap <laughs> Bill. <laughs> all right. So uh, my number one, it's gonna be controversial, and I, Mike, I don't think you're gonna like it. I like you though. Happy endings. Ooh. Okay. More, but that's such a okay. okay. Go, okay. Thank you. Um, I, I'm trying to add some some more adjectives to this, but like, un, uh, not unplanned, not un, unrealistic happy endings is maybe the best way to say it. Yeah. Oh, I'm all for that. Or poorly used happy endings. So. Mm -hmm. I think that depending on the actors in the movie, the rating of the movie and the vibe they're going for, I think some movies have trouble ending and, and they don't want to leave the audience sad. However, it, they're trying to be all things to all people, make it a family movie, make it like, Oh, this could be watched by anyone. Yeah. Yep. So, but they also do it in like, Movie. Okay, so I've got examples. Whatever, I'll dive in. So a movie <laughs> that I watched last year that made me really mad that I liked up until the very end was Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm. And say what you will about Shia LaBeouf getting canceled and being an asshole and whatever, but he was great in that movie. Have you guys seen Peanut Butter Falcon? No. Yeah, I think we've talked about the ending before. Yeah, so too. like, whatever. Spoilers, sorry. Alec, do, I, I don't have to spoil it. No, you're good. good. Okay. Spoil it. So at the end... Like he's kind of a, a jerk guy. He's not running from the law, but he's running from people and he makes these friends and like he does these awesome things and he's like a good guy and he's kind of redeemed. And then he gets hit with a giant wrench and he's in the hospital and 
the end is them driving to Florida and you're like, oh, this is happy. Like Dakota Johnson and Zach, I forget the actor's last name, are driving to Florida and they look back and Shia LaBeouf lived through it, even though they teased at the hospital that he wasn't going to live. And it kind of ends and oh, they're going to be a happy family. But that made me really frustrated because it would have been such a better ending if he just would have straight died. Yeah. Like it would have meant more. It would have been more redeeming for him to die than him to live. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I was so convinced that that's what was happening because it does make sense for the movie that the subversion, I was like, oh, he is in the backseat. And I was, that's such a movie of like a, I'm, I'm rooting for a happy ending the whole time that I was fine with it. But I get what you're saying. So another one is I am legend. Yeah. I think that one, the the alternate ending is better there. Yeah. The alternate ending is way better. Like the whole, like, I see the butterfly and like then everyone escapes and everything's happy at the end. Like that makes less sense in the movie. It would have been a better movie if he like just they they died and it would have made more sense. And obviously he dies in that movie. I don't know. I I didn't like that one. Some uh, good examples are seven. I think that goes back to goes back to yours, Alec, of, of subverting the ending. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. uh, or yeah. like because you like thought he wasn't going to kill him. Well, no, no. Even before that, like the whole movie is about. Well, there's that piece, but like the whole movie seven is just about like this crazy killer. And at the end, spoilers, he like cuts he's Kevin off Spacey. He's Kevin Spacey, a notorious bad man. Uh, <laughs> he he kills Brad Pitt's and wife like, and yeah, cuts her head off. Out. Yeah. And like, you don't think he's going to do it the whole time. He's like, there's no way he's going to do it. And then he does it. He cuts our head off and then Brad Pitt shoots him in the head. Yeah. And like, that was really well done. Uh-huh. No, that uh, ties in so many though. Cause Alec, cause he gets the opportunity to don't shoot him or he wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is Alec's first pet peeve. Another good one that they do it really well is funny games. Oh gosh. I don't know. Funny uh, games. Ugh. Oh dude. Funny games. There's, there's a German version and there's like a U.S. version. Which one do I put on the watch list? Uh, probably the U.S. version. Um, Michael Pitt, it's incredible. Naomi Watts. Yeah. Tim Roth. Tim yeah. Roth. It's, it's, it's so good. Um, that ending is crazy and good. The mist. Oh, the mist yeah. has one of the craziest fucking endings of any movie. Yeah. Oh, is that the Stephen King book that they changed the ending? In the yeah. Movie? Where like they, they're like getting there. Do you mind if I ruin it? Um, no, I guess it's not that good of a movie, but the ending's incredible. So they're like getting out of the mist. They're like getting away from all these monsters. There's all this mist around him. He's with his family and and they're in a car and they think like, oh, like we're not going to make it. These monsters are going to get us. They like hear the monsters coming. And so they kill themselves and then he's going to shoot himself last. And then it turns out it was the military. And they were saved. What? It was a fucking bonkers ending. That's some like and it was Romeo awesome. and Julia stuff. It's like a torpedo right to the dick. You yeah. know? And then my last example yeah. is like American History X. Yeah. Is great. Uh-huh. Like I love that ending where like he gets out of prison and he's a changed man. He's gotten to his brother. And then uh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love I love a really good ending where it subverts expectation. It's kind of yours, Alec. Yeah. Yeah. But they do it in a really good way where you kind of want it to be a happy ending, but it's like, no, this is reality. This is what actually would happen. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but then I hate it. The, 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 what my pet peeve is the flip side where you're like, this would have been such a better movie if you didn't try I to wrap to it up it. Yeah. in a nice little bow where they get together and, and things happen. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, like, it's funny. Uh, I kind of felt that way at the end of Black Klansman. Like, I really like Black Klansman. Mm. And then there was that scene, there was that really weird scene where, like, because there, there was that race, super racist cop um, who, like, was in the department and was always giving John David Washington shit. Yeah. And, like, there was that scene at the end that just kind of seemed, like, tacked on where they, like, it, it managed to, like, arrest him for being, like, a dirty cop or something like that. Yeah. And it was, like, oh, really? I wasn't unhappy to see that because that guy was a dick, but it just seemed, like, a little too clean, you know? Like, yep. a little too, like, the heroes just, you know, save the day and, um, mm-hmm. you know, there were no lingering issues or something like that. And I don't, you know, but, yeah, that, that was just one instance. But, but you know. Yeah. I think the best ending with subverted expectations of last year was Glass. Oh, God. Glass sucked. Yeah, that's that was the worst. <laughs> and the worst. End. I fell asleep during the movie. Dude, if you want to talk yeah, about yeah. lame ass saccharin movies, have you guys ever seen the movie Tora Tora Tora? Never even heard of it. No. Dude, it was made in like the 40s or something like that. And I understand it now more than I did then, but like basically it's like it's a world war ii movie set in like the pacific theater and it's you know americans versus the japanese and like the americans can basically like do no wrong like at every turn like the japanese are just like making fools of themselves and like losing battles and the americans all come out clean without like a scratch on them and i remember watching it as a kid and being like i was expecting like a world war ii movie like what is this is weird like why are the americans just like you know these like all right we beat them you know (laughs) (laughs) and they come out just like you know totally scot-free like nothing bad possibly happened to during world war ii you know hey love it or leave it Alec. <laughs> but then Preach. it kind of it kind of makes sense like given the era you know like yep that it was it was more of a propaganda piece than anything mm-hmm. nothing yeah you know, the japanese empire was you know they were nice individuals but yeah it was weird also well you wrote still never been kissed on my number three that's not quite accurate but that was a fu- that was a funny it. little like you know, i thought that was it. clever no that was great because i also Gave you crap about watching Never Been Kissed with your yeah, freshman year girlfriend before the podcast. Ginger. Mm-hmm. And also, that not that anything's wrong with watching Never Been Kissed, um, but I was making fun of Will for saying, talking about how that sealed the deal to get a kiss from his freshman year girlfriend. Mm. Mostly just a funny callback. No making fun yeah. of Here's the thing. It's pretty much always more embarrassing to make fun of a person for liking or doing a thing than it is to like or do that thing unless it's like a sex crime or whatever but like i feel like that's like a cold take but you know for the sometimes you know you riff on each other that you people that you love for for laughs and giggles yeah we had a lot of therapy last week we went we mm-hmm. went really deep into this Heck yeah. we're still writing for a therapist to write in and come on the show and tell us our top five uh, fears and insecurities <laughs> and no. things we can change we need top five life coach tips right in let us know first of all stop buying coffee second of all that start it? a pyramid scheme third <laughs> nice <laughs> make you the first two uh when do i watch mank uh tonight is that on there okay <laughs> i feel like i feel like that's gonna be a big step for it's me is one. when i can finally watch mank <laughs> See, i don't mike i don't like that you changed it my still never been kissed was like a clever way to say like hey two characters are about to kiss and then they don't kiss and that's like your frustration yeah, mike now oh, it's i like, thought you were i thought you were just targeting me and saying i've never been kissed or something no you're like making fun of me no that was like that was like a clever take on Whoa. like what? what look at look at the anonymous animal google gave you 
That's the that's the thing with the horns. A X O L O T L. So you know how it assigns random animals? Sorry, this yeah. is Google Doc inside baseball. <laughs> but this is like the really cool animal. I used it in the zoo animal episode, I think, for the game. Am I an anonymous the, animal? No. It's the it's an amphibian. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking I thought of, I was thinking of the big horn thing, but I think that's me. Axolotl. Will you're showing A-X-O-L-O-T-L. up for me? Oh, maybe it's you. Oh, it's got to be Alec. Yeah, yeah anonymous axolotl. Why am I? Why am I not sure? It's a mole salamander. But I've never seen that. Normally you're like anonymous gorilla or an anonymous duck or something. Sorry. But okay, Will, you weren't. We can put your thing back. I'm going to control Z that bad boy. Yeah. Uh, Or (laughs) I'm going to enhance it. Enhance it. I'm going to hack the mainframe. That's another thing. They always say like they're hacking the mainframe. (laughs) Like the the language (laughs) about it. Mr. Robot nailed all this stuff, which was great. Um, I love that show. Hacking it. But yeah, I in the most recent Star Wars, I thought that was interesting with Babu Frick, the concept of like hacking things together in the Star Wars where it's like all physical, like mm-hmm. they're recoding just by arranging wires. Like that also sounds very foreign, but they can make the rules and be consistent with them in that universe. Yeah. They want. Okay. All right, Alec, what's your number one? Okay. My number one, and this is one I feel really passionate about. All right. Nice. And oh, it's so something peeved right now. I'm oh, very peeved. I am. Yes. And it's something I feel like I've only been seeing in like the last couple of years. Maybe I just hadn't been paying attention to it beforehand, but it's something I call the exposition friend. Oh, okay. And basically what it is. Oh, hello, cat. Are you coming up? My little kitty just came over. Hey, cat, would you please explain this one for us? <laughs> but basically what it is, is the a friend to the best character who has no once no desires, no story of their own. They exist solely to be a sounding board for the main characters, like mm. thoughts, inner monologue <laughs> and other bull crap like that, that they can't bring out in some more interesting or meaningful way. Uh, in two films where I've seen this happen the last couple of years are a star is born and promising young woman. Mm. So in a star oh, is born, wow. we have Anthony Ramos who exists yeah. solely to be lady Gaga's best friend so that she can be like, so he can be like, what did you want to do with your life? And Lady Gaga can be like, I want to be a star. And then in Promising Young Woman, Laverne, I think it's Laverne Cox, her character, if I'm saying that right, um, she only exists so that they can have those little coffee shop scenes where Carrie Mulligan's like, here's what I'm thinking. Here's my past. Here's my story. Yeah. And they have no impact on the plot. They have no wants or desires of their own. They have no story to themselves. They're basically just a prop so that they we can learn more about the main character. And I think it's super boring and lame and obvious, and I hate it. But uh, so you just want them to have more of a story? Yeah. Because we, you still see the need for that person? Well, okay, e- yeah. either either give that person an active role in the story or find a more interesting way for us to learn these certain things yeah, about this character. I agree. And like, especially when they reuse that character in the same way, it's like this person's been in four scenes. Yeah. Like, we know nothing about them. They do not matter to this plot at all. Yeah. Like, just have them talking to themselves at that point. Right. You know, it's at that point, they're just furniture. You know, like give them actually something to do, not just be there to be a sounding board for the the hero, you know? Yeah. I like that one. And tangential to that, I have over explaining world building or like relentless exposition. Um, I feel like people like Christopher Nolan, like that's everybody criticizes that as a problem of his, but 
if you need it to take me to the end of inception or tenet i'm fine with it Mm -hmm. but like i it's much better when we can figure things out when they don't need to like explain it to no one but the audience they're only saying it for the audience to know i think mad max fury road is like the best world building like you're dropped in it's never explained but at the mm-hmm. end i'm crying when this guy sprays spray paint into his teeth yeah. and yells witness me witness like me. yeah that that is like textbook great world building and they never explain they just like you see it happening mm-hmm. and you're like oh i can paint this whole picture in my mind right. yeah like right. in pro- in in promising young woman like the the friend at one point's like do you have any friends? It's like, we clearly know that she doesn't because for the last like 20 minutes, it's been very clear that she doesn't have any friends. Exactly. It's like, yeah, we don't, we don't need that to be spelled out for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, uh, back to Bobby Frick, rise of Skywalker, too much just explaining exposition and all that. Yeah. That's a good one. Can we take a two second break so I can feed my cat? Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. Okay. Every bag. Okay, and my number one is preparing or ordering really good-looking food and then not eating it. Or, you know, the classic mom slapping food down on the breakfast table as the sitcom character is getting ready for school, and then they just Mm -hmm. run out of the room and haven't touched it. Yep, yep. Or grabs, like, one piece of bacon, you know? Yeah, Uh exactly. Yeah, no, that's terrible extremely unsatisfying Dude. i love good movie food i you know we should rank we should do that like there's a gnat in my room yeah i mean i think the pet peeve itself could be the making of this gigantic breakfast like what the families do that is that something like you know i'm a child of divorce <laughs> maybe i just didn't get to experience that you know i don't know but you you fo- you know i don't yeah i would have to no. on the weekends defer to oh. those with but yeah it was never part of my my rearing as a yeah, child, say, yeah. I, I ate better at Mike's house growing up than I did at my own. <laughs> we always got sleepover donuts. Yeah, oh, bro, dude, dude, but shout out to Abram, Alex Abramovich. His his sleepover breakfast was the best because mm. his mom got donuts and just made like a full meal with like, like meat and actual food. Damn. Yeah, we would. Yeah, no, that was not a thing. But I will say, yeah, that that is a pet peeve. I don't like it when they're at a restaurant. And someone yeah. eats like two fries and like, oh, I got to go. It's like, <laughs> yep. you just, one, you just paid like 18 bucks for this meal. Like eat it. Get a box. Yeah. Get a, bo- There's no box. get a box. There's no boxes. No boxes. No boxes. You're right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Dude. Another yeah. thing I hate kind of food related is when someone's like drinking out of something, but it's clearly nothing. It's in empty. It, you know, it's clearly it's, you empty. Just tell. Like they just look Classic. robotic, you know, needs a, you need a, that glass to have an ass on it, you know, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we just need more scenes like Faramir's dad eating <laughs> cherry tomatoes, <laughs> yeah. the cherry tomatoes, or yeah. in Matilda when the kid oh, eats the whole chunk oh, of trotter. <laughs> okay, this is like the opposite end of the food spectrum peeve when they eat it too hard, <laughs> too much eating. Too- but perfect is like the movie Chef right there. That's a great excuse food to bring that back. Chef. Oh, dude, you gotta see Chef. It's so good. Dude, Chef and Ratatouille. Let's talk about, so well, on the subject of eating, let's talk about Brad Pitt eating in every movie he's ever been in, you know? Oh, yeah. In, like, uh, Ocean's Eleven. He's always munching. Is that a Brad Pitt thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fight Club, you know? What about Legends of the Fall? Eh, 
probably not as much. I think he's got uh, he a, scalps some people. Bugles at some point in Legends of the Fall. <laughs> Back in, to... in 1917, he's got a bunch of bugles. <laughs> in True Romance, he's eaten some fat bong hits. Back to True Romance, where I guess was that that must have been before he was famous. He's just like the most he like True Romance. He's the most like forgettable on the couch guy. Like handful of lines. The roommate of the he's the roommate of the supporting character. So he's like third third or fourth tier uh, yeah but he's got this great scene where the mob who's like armed and looking for his roommate to kill comes in and and he as he's giving them directions offers them a hit of his bong and it's, it's like it's a good aloof funny comic relief character yeah yeah i mean he's blasted in the face and uh burn after reading yeah, he was oh, eating yeah. bullets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eating, eating lead. Eating lead, nerd. Yeah. Oh, that's a good, that's like a, that could be a P, but I just like it. Saying cool things as you do the final kill. <laughs> Saying something cheesy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Class is uh, canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good pun. School is out. <laughs> I don't know why it's related. Clean up on aisle five is the, is the Michael Scott. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. You're extinct. Uh, yeah. And cuts a dinosaur's head off. <laughs> With a katana. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, that was that classic, that was that classic Ultimate Warrior episode <laughs> on Spike TV Bruh. where it was a dinosaur velociraptor versus ninja. Ninja. <laughs> Dude, I hope in John Wick 4, John Wick cuts a dinosaur's head off with a katana. <laughs> hey, what, what's uh, your dream Ultimate Warrior matchup? Um, probably Barbarian <laughs> versus uh, Sushi Chef. I would say I would say mine is uh, Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious One. Oh, we can go person verse versus. That was a general class versus John the Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Hill Tribesman versus Wesley Snipes and Blade. Ooh, I love Blade. <laughs> Blade is Blade slaps so hard. It does. I mean, just like is it the first one that has the club scene? Sorry, voice crack. The club scene with all the vampires, yeah, where they've got okay. all the blood falling down the, on the them. The blood fall like nothing's cooler. That's so extra. <laughs> yeah, um, they committed though. Is Ryan Reynolds in that? I think yeah, he's he in the third one. He's in Trinity. Trinity. Okay. With Jessica Biel. I just picture Ryan Reynolds in his Deadpool outfit from X Men Wolverine Origins, like. As one of the vampire killers. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. It's basically that, yeah. <laughs> it is that? Okay. Cool. All right. So, yeah, food going uneaten. It sucks when they, when they run out of the diner because they got to do something and they leave that big thing they order. Yeah, they don't pay. Yeah. 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 Do they eat the cream in, in Glorious Bastards? I think so. Yeah, yeah they, they do. Point. Tarantino usually makes a point. Yeah, Daniel that. Brule. Yeah. 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 Um, but I will say that on top of that, I know we're doing lots of like cousins of things. I don't like Baker's it when cousin. they say, put it on my tab. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, no, no one fucking has a tab. No, yeah, nobody it's not has a, a thing. tab. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I don't care. Like, I, okay, so I go to a, every Thursday, I get breakfast with my friend Alex, and we go to the same place, and they know us, and we usually get the same thing, and it's pretty, like, they kind of, they don't bring it out to us when we get there, but they know. If I went to them and said, hey, can you put it on my tab? They'd be like, no. <laughs> Like oh, what? Dude. Like you okay. got to absolutely not. <laughs> like, so um, one of, we're a one business. Of my, 
I mean, not to combat you, but one of my bucket list items was to be a regular at a place. It's just like, you know, I've got yeah. a random long list of buckets and, and go in and order the usual or have them serve you. And I achieved that at Thai Grill in Uptown Westerville when I lived there. But, uh, like, I would say probably still less than 10, but a handful of times I'd be there and I'd be like, oh, I did not bring any money. And they would just give me this Thai food and I'd, I'd be like, I'll pay double next time. And they were like, <laughs> okay. And it was awesome. Well. Yeah, you're super. Yeah, but, but just but just think about the the gall that it would take for you to like grab the food, turn like, around, and say, "Put it on my tab." Throw, just yeah. to throw that over your shoulder. Well, you know? Like restaurant or bar confidence, like the old like like giving the three three finger wave or whatever, just like like shooting mm-hmm. someone over. Like I don't operate like that in a restaurant. Like. I feel like I always have to be apologizing. Oh, oh like, yeah. we're from I, the like, Midwest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I would never just like you know yell and order things and and shoot like a waiter over. I like make or, eye contact and like kind of like I'll I'll raise a hand, finger, like, couple fingers if, up, you know. Yeah, if they didn't see me and I need something, right. or like if we're in a rush, we need to get out of there, and they're walking by our table and we're going to say anything, right. I'll be I'll like, "Hey, yeah. yeah, what's up?" Or okay, even just like slamming down like on the on the bar when a guy's not looking at you and saying like two of these <laughs> things, like you know, I feel like they they go in with so much more confidence to a bar in the movie and order their two beers. Yeah, I've never saying what kind. I've never initiated the conversation. I'm never like, "Hey, bartender, or barkeep," yeah. you know. It's always yeah. they come in and look at me and they're like. What, what would yeah, you like? That's, that's how the service industry works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, maybe we're just supporting characters. Maybe that's our issue. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we don't Absolutely. have main character energy. I feel like Alec is sometimes just the guy who exists for me to voice my problems. <laughs> he has what no story of his own. He, he tried to show that cat in earlier so we could think he really has something going on behind the mic, like a cat named Smokey. That's why I hate that character so much because I'm looking in a mirror, you know? Yeah, but, like after we get off this podcast, Alec is just going to sit in that room like an android <laughs> turned off Dude, until, until we text him again to do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in my programming to always text like two or three days later, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Megan texting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, s- speaking of texting, sliding into honorable mentions, uh, cracked phone screens are so oh. fucking overdone at this point. Talking about trying to make your world look lived in. Yeah. I don't. Every phone screen's cracked. I, do you guys crack your phone screen? I've I like haven't had a. I don't know. Okay. I never cracked my phone screen, and I just feel like every one I, used to I all see. The time. They are they're always cracked in movies now and like they're just like, oh, this is so cool. It, We're having a cracked phone in there. Yeah, it's it feels like they're trying to do like an exit ramp to like this character isn't well put together, you know, rather <laughs> than actually like, you know, getting like, you know, driving along with it feels like a shortcut, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of mine is five, five, five phone numbers. <laughs> yeah. Freaking hate it. It's like, don't even show me the phone number. I don't need to see it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know it's going to say five, five, five something. Did, uh, send, send, send text noises too. Like, mm-hmm. does anybody have their mm-hmm. phone make a sound when you send a text? Do you guys? No, no I that I, I, I can forgive that one. Cause there is something like, like Foley, there's something in our brains that like helps the storytelling if those little things are in there. So I, I, those, those audio things, I really don't mind. I kind of like okay. them. But yes, I, I do in all confidence will say if your phone makes noise in 2021, you're a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. If your phone, if I hear your ringtone, oh, oh, I would get the three. fuck out of here. And if it's like a real ringtone, like oh. music. Oh, that used to be the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. 
one thing, an honorable mention for me, I really hate precocious children, you know? I hate when like oh, yeah. a little, the little, you know, like stepson who the main oh. character just met, like shows up and is like, here's the answer to all your problems. And he's like, wow, it only a child's yeah. logic could help me get this breakthrough. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know the definition of precocious. Cause I thought we were about to go into, I, I would love to slam dunk on like, I hate when the, like the kids are just like a brat and like, it's supposed to be cute or whatever yeah precocious and i'm reading the def, dish, uh, dictionary definition is having developed certain abilities or proclivities at an earlier age than usual and kind of okay. yeah the kids who are like way too smart for seven-year-olds right right and they do like oh he's really into like you know darning his socks or something like that like an old man <laughs> it's like all right this is i get what you're doing here not yeah. on board uh one that i have this one uh no i'm not gonna say that one because it's gonna it's gonna go down a whole thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, what is it? Okay, fine. I'll say it. One thing. One thing is a pet peeve for me is when in a movie people have sex and then like immediately either fall asleep or this like they have unprotected sex. Let me just say that uh, unprotected sex. I they, also don't like unprotected sex. And they, I, I personally very much like unprotected sex. <laughs> um, but uh, so the, uh, they fall asleep immediately or they immediately put their clothes on. Yeah. I'm like, that's gross. Yeah. That's so gross. And they like, they go do a thing. I'm like, dude, you are messy. Right yeah. <laughs> like It's like an gotta... event afterward. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> It's an event. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, schedule it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, like they're immediately putting jeans on. I'm just like, oh, dude, come on. Yeah, go to the bathroom first. No underwear. It's yeah, it's it's that's that's one. It's maybe it's not a pet peeve. I always think it's funny. It's obviously like I. Well, obviously they don't want to show. Yeah, they don't want to show the cleanup. Yeah, did this one's very specific, but it annoyed me. So, have you guys seen The King with Timothy Chalamet? Yeah. Oh yeah. So Timothy Chalamet weighs like a hundred pounds, soaking wet, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so early on in the movie, he does that. He has that like one-on-one fight with some dude who's like twice his size, mm-hmm. and they end up in like just a straight-up brawl. And somehow, like freaking, you know, baby elm tree Timothy Chalamet overpowers this like 250 pound dude in a full suit of armor. I think like, he's on bottom at some point too. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, that would never happen. Timothy Chalamet, a warm, a, a strong breeze would blow him over. You know? Yeah, that's, that happens in movies where somebody who's clearly lighter, like, is in full like grapple, some is mounted by someone and they somehow have the strength to throw them off. Like, okay, so this is my big general one that I thought was too general, but like, inexcusably inexcusably lame action or fight sequences yeah. and like the sub bullets are like just plot armor bad guys fighting one at a time uh <laughs> you choosing to use non-lethal attacks when they have a gun and they decide to hit them with it or throw the person or like uh you know batman has to fight okay batman's not bad comic book movies i excuse it more uh but like you know they gotta fight john wick's gotta fight 20 people with guns mm-hmm. but they all come with it. They all come within like three. Yeah, it's distance. like everyone just step back like twenty yards yeah. and everyone just shoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just dumb, dumb gum stuff. And then the sub peeves I had: uh, hard to follow action sequences with quick cuts or no sense of geography, which you mentioned. And then not disarming or or like double tapping a neutralized assailant. Yeah. Like when they kill the bad guy and 
They don't like, actually you know, kill him. It right. was just yeah, you just he gets like him. bonked on the head with like a beam yeah. or something, you know. And then half the movies come back, or even if he doesn't, but like there'll be like this like you know feel good end scene where he's hugging his lost daughter like next to the downed bad guy. I'm like, we never saw a bullet go in his head. Like yep. the gun is still in his hand. Like you know, let's finish that off. Like I, I'd be grabbing the gun there or something to right. secure that. Because I've seen so, enough. Yeah, you've seen enough movies where he's still alive that now in the movies where he's not still alive, I'm like always waiting for it. We're about it yep all right do you want to go to master list oh uh, no i have so many more uh <laughs> closing your laptop without closing the applications in the middle huh. of something you just slam that bad boy yeah, unless it's shut. chrome or unless it's your web browser yeah yeah i yeah. agree do people not saying goodbye when they hang up the phone just click you know? dude i have a yeah. client that does that what <laughs> he's a terrorist oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah that's uh, whack <laughs> um the the classic explaining what an emp is um, the classic yeah will and i but uh so yeah everyone knows what an emp is these days so the time where you got to say like oh but no, what's that like it's a bomb <laughs> a bomb but not that kind of bomb it'll wipe out the lights <laughs> oh, in a city that's block right. that's right um explaining things especially if you're from the future like i just feel like they make it way harder than it needs to be if you're in the future and i always get frustrated when or like it in a romance thing running away from a conversation where it's not what it looks like i can explain but they don't but really if you just like said two sentences yeah yeah you could <laughs> i can um, explain it's not what it yeah. looks like yeah that in no fight has that ever worked like, right they storm it, out you know yeah it's like <laughs> hey no can, like let's just talk for like one second like it's fine yeah like, let's, yeah. like dude how dramatic would the person you are with have to be if their response is just to just run away from that scenario yeah, yeah. it's like if my wife walked in and like i was at a coffee shop with another girl uh-huh. and she just like left and like oh like, right. I'd be like, like this is, I work with her. Like, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Oh. What is this? Exactly. Uh, Rachel McAdams never gets to time travel. Uh, she's in four time travel movies. Rachel McAdams. Wait, she's in four? She's in time uh, travel, time traveler's wife, about time. Jumper. What? Back she's to the jumper? future. I'm just kidding. She, I'm just, uh, <laughs> that's right. Ra- I watched Jumper recently. That's Rachel Bilson. Ah, Bilson. You idiot. <laughs> you fool. Uh, Midnight in Paris, oh, and then yeah. if you count Doctor Strange. I love Midnight in Paris. Um, How's that time traveling, Doctor Strange? Because at the end, Dormammu kind of argued there's time traveling in that movie, but she doesn't. <sighs> there's not time traveling, there's manipulation of time. Mm-hmm. Ah, time traveling. Uh, okay, when they need blood and they cut the worst parts of themselves, yeah. like palm of the, the hand. Palm. Yep. Yeah, that grenades. Was- Movies don't know how grenades work. I don't know how grenades uh, yeah, work. Yeah, I, I guess I don't either. Then. <laughs> well, like I feel, I'm sure there's a lot of there's a lot of grenades out there. If Call of Duty's taught me anything, but with a with your typical grenade, it's about the shrapnel, the frags. That's why they're. Frag it doesn't grenades. make like a big boom explosion. Well, yeah, the explosion isn't what's to be afraid of. It's like the you know, there's a big metal. area around that where all the metal bits are slicing you like a cheese grater. Like uh, the, it's a it's just a gun with bullets coming out of every angle. I don't like, think you're using saying. a cheese grater, right? Because yeah, okay, <laughs> you're right. Um, anything with computers or passwords. Yeah. Uh, this is. Movies that that lack proper ultra wide support or change resolution. That's a monitor specific gripe. Um, <laughs> people being unreasonably mean only because they're written in as the bad guy. Like I know humans are bad, but they're just guys. I can't imagine ever like the bullies in so many movies. Yeah. Any sincere record scratch. <laughs> that should just that should be. We should be done with that. We need more of those. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dumb, over-contrived villain plots in serious, like, more realistic action movies. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, Skyfall. Like, Skyfall, that would, like, that never works. Yeah, I'm definitely his... over the whole getting caught was part of his plan thing. Yes. Mm, you know, yes. That's been a little played out. Yeah. Uh, inconsistency, you mentioned. When I need a 20-minute YouTube video to make any sense and explain why it's so great or genius, looking at you, I'm thinking of ending things. Like, I get it now, but you can't put me through that three-hour thing yeah. Yeah. and not wrap it up with some explanation yeah. that I've been waiting for. You shouldn't need to read something outside of the film in order for it to make sense. Yeah, or, I mean, it's fine if it makes it cooler, but give me some resolution or, or sense in the movie. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm a big dumb boy. Uh, anti-peeves, good food, dancing choreography. Senses that finish over scene transition. Pre-Lululemon workout clothes. Oh. Like, like thinking Jodie Foster at the start of Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Oh, or, yeah, wearing like, or, a hood, like a hoodie yeah, yeah, and like yeah. sweatpants. Rocky, yeah. like big old sweatpants that are wet, like yeah. and sweat, sweaty, sweater shirts. You know. Yeah. yeah. I, on that note, I like a wet set, particularly at night. Well, yeah, well, they wet, it's just like roads where like oh, they yeah, will the like wet down the road to make it look like a road yeah. yeah yeah but like a lot of action movies are just cooler when everything's wet yeah that's like water world uh that's not what i was thinking of but yeah it's <laughs> not what i was thinking of <laughs> and dance scenes i, I think dance that scenes. was a i think that was a joke <laughs> also i wrote i wrote dancing choreography as my second bullet and apparently i must have forgot because my last bullet on this list is dance scenes so <laughs> I'm <laughs> really into dancing. Oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, we can do a we can do a what do we call it? Uh, wild, wild nicks. Wild nicks. So dumb. That was one of the dumbest things we've done, dude. I remembered uh, the thing that I was thinking about when we were talking about Ashton Kutcher, and yeah, it was okay. that I Thank wish God. every episode of Punked would end with him just kicking the person in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Like you just what? got punked, and I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. Yeah, double punks. <laughs> there's a there's a fake media in a piece of media that's called like Al My Balls. Yeah, like, it's Family Guy. Or something. No, it's from Idiocracy. Oh, Al okay. My Balls, which also Al features Dax Shepard, who is in Punked. Yeah, uh, five stages of Kevin Bacon of Ashton Kutcher. I, I think that would be <laughs> another good list. Is fake media in other media? Ooh, yeah. yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah. Okay, so. This master list, I like. Uh, I like the logic uh, tangent we went on with Alex. I did too. I thought that was really we good. Can bring the scope out. Word, because like that. I mean, like maybe just being general, but like I get mad with the the logic in a lot of different aspects of like technology or action scenes and things, and you can kind of. Yeah, I'll do internal logic breaks for number three. Yeah, I agree with that. That one's really okay, so good. So, what do you like more than that? Um, I. Mine are like more specific. Alex are like so well thought out, and mine are like <laughs> it's like things. But I, mean, I, like, I really I toilet stuff and nosebleeds, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> Alex, Alex was the smartest person on this podcast. Um, I think my enhancing photo one's really good. Yeah, that's I good. love that one. I think number two for enhancing photo. I'm, I'm game for that. Put it up there. Um, but not eating yummy food? I'm surprised we didn't all stand up and applaud. Do you guys, do you track that when that happens? I, I, I feel like now it, I, that I, does, I don't one. think about it much, but I think about so much it. that like I expect it, so it's like become less of a peeve. Should we figure out our number one first? Would that be easiest? Yeah. Maybe. 
So let me, I'm going to go make some food. I've got some chili upstairs. I'm going to bring it down here. I'm gonna not going to eat it. And then it'll bother you guys. And then you'll see the light. No, it would bother me if you ate oh. chili on this podcast. Okay. Oh, we eat chili guest. All right. So number one is Michael eating chili. <laughs> that is a pet peeve. No, yes. I would say I really like subverting expectations. I thought that one was really well done. Yeah, I'd be game for and, that. Heck yeah. I don't know. Don't you think people are kind of expecting that to be number oh. one? thanks guys but if they're Uh, expecting us to uh, subvert their expectations then truly subverting their expectations mm -hmm. is just to do it anyway yeah subvertception yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) we gotta subvert the subversion (laughs) okay uh will your multiple cuts to do a simple thing is that ties in with my problems with the action sequences which i feel like Uh, oftentimes is a dumb complaint for me because i should just like you know, let the movies be movies, but that's the one I thought of first. It was just, I didn't know how to triangulate it into a more f- specific piece. So I, I left that off my list. So I'd be fine with that being on here. Yeah. I would love to have say that again on there. Oh, say, say that, that again. again. Say that again. It's fun. I say like that, that again. One, number five. Cause we got some fun riffs on it and not eating yummy food. Number four. I mean, yeah, I do notice it a lot. I do, yeah. I like, but I don't. Maybe not in the moment, though. Like, if I think about it, um, I'm trying to think. It doesn't bother. Like, I know it's going to happen. Maybe that's it too, because I'm like overexposed to it. Because I know they're not going to eat it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. yeah. But also, usually it's not real food, so or it's like it's cold. And so I think that's just like the cost of making movies is like, you've got a bunch of cold food in front of you. It's like, okay, do we just like throw it all away now? Or like, uh-huh. can we make the plates look dirty or. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would put it there. I would, I would, I would actually rather no. say, say that again at five and yummy food at four, at four. or no vice versa. Yummy food at five and say that again at four. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, your thoughts. I'm fine with that. This is one of those lists where it's like hard to put them against yeah, each other. It's a tricky list, you know. Can we? Yeah. Can we just put? Can we put dance scenes on there as like a win for number one? It's not. Wait, I thought sure. we like dancing. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we'll just, just like, yeah, let's put it. So number one is subverting expectations, but number slash dance one scenes, but a because that would really subvert dance scenes. <laughs> oh, number one. A. Okay. All right. Now I'm in on this. Now I'm make in Mikey this. smile. <laughs> All right, and we should open with this argument, and then I'll play a record scratch and be like, <laughs> "You're probably wondering how we got." Yep, it. that's me. I do hate yeah. that. I, that's, that's, that is a big. That was on my list of like, um, like, oh, like I'm just a normal kid. Yeah. But how did we get here? And it's like him yeah. getting punched in the face by like the school bully. Yeah. Let's rewind. Yeah. I would love to see someone like bring that back and actually pull it off. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be yeah. pretty badass if they did it? And you were like, dude, that actually slammed. They do I'm it. Like, I'm trying to think I, what's good. That does Deadpool it. was okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Like they did it. Okay. In Deadpool where like he's about to, but the nice thing is they do it like halfway through the movie. Oh, so it's not like the ending scene. So it's like halfway through the movie. And, or they they start off with the scene and uh-huh. then it goes back and then it gets to like the hour mark okay. and then you're back at the beginning. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of uh, some some like good editing, time, character manipulation in the father, and I was really waiting for one of it to be like record scratch. Uh, I can't remember who my daughter is because I have dementia, <laughs> but never hear me. Dude, can I throw in one last honorable mention? 
Yeah, please. When people do weird convoluted timelines just for the sake of confusing you. Like Westworld season two, if anyone mm. watched that. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I, agree I think that. I think that's like a bad example of subverting expectations, and I think Westworld season three is a great example of terrible, inexcusably lame action sequences. Uh. Everything with like all these guards have guns, and like these cowboys are just coming out and stabbing them. Yeah, and then uh, they have that Marshawn Lynch appearance. What? It's like, I yeah, he does. He truck sticks people. He truck sticks cops. Oh wait, sorry, have you not seen it? No, I mean I gave up oh, on Mark. Westworld. So. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, I forget the context, but he's in the real world, and like, they're these hackers. They need to escort what? through things, and they bring Marshawn Lynch out to like truck stick block for uh, Aaron Paul. No way. That's yeah. incredible. Like, they. I love <laughs> I Marshawn mean, Lynch. But yeah, I just remember thinking like the action in this show is so terrible, and like, I only I feel like I noticed more because all the cool mysticism and plot stuff I feel like fell off because that was bad too. Yeah. So then the the scales for my eyes i was like wait is everything bad um yeah but yeah if marshawn lynch be, was in it gotta be at least something good i yeah. love marshawn lynch he's great man. he's the man dude <laughs> but yeah there's just like i mean i'm sure that had to be like i hope i'm not just putting someone who looks like marshawn lynch in a spot but i was like i was like i think that's marshawn lynch and then when he did that scene i was like oh i get it he has to be now oh man <sighs> okay so is this it I think so. Yeah. All right. Um, Legolas, what do you see on the master oh, list? On the master list here at Port Royal, where we execute. <laughs> Why are we pirates? still? <laughs> I don't understand how we did a mix of Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> See, this is where the soundboard would come in with the bum 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 bum. What are you singing, Michael? That's the intro. I can play that song on violin. That's how it starts. Can you still play it on violin? Uh, probably. I might not remember it all, but I would remember the riff, main riff, and if I had the sheet music, I could nail it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Dude, how good is the soundtrack in Lord of the Rings? Okay. It's so good. Um, so, wait, did you actually read them? I oh, forget. no, I haven't read them. I was too busy. Do you want me to read them? I, I can read them. You can read them. Go okay, so the master list of movie pet peeves. Number five is not eating yummy food. Number four, say that again. Number three, internal logic breaks. Number two, enhancing photos. And number one, subverting expectations. And of course, number one, A, dance scenes make Mikey smile. <laughs> yeah, get up for dance scenes, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, boy. Dan Dude. scenes. Dance scenes. Oh, I love dance uh, scenes. Seriously, guys, a legend. Palm Springs, that is a great dance scene. And it also relieved my one peeve about bad future explanation. He's just like, it's one of those infinite time loops, like from the movies or whatever. <laughs> she got it. The motion. Pictures. All right. Um, is it is it early enough for us to play a quick game? I can do a little game. Or, yeah. All right. We are gonna be right back with a game. And we're back. We're still recording, right? Yes, we are. And tonight's game is called, hey, it's one we've done before with the same crew. This is Movie Before and After. Maybe I had a more clever title for it last time. I don't know if you remember this game, but I'm going to give you a description of a film. And the title of the film is The Combination of Two Films' Names. Oh. 
Uh, like I think one time last time was like the Grand Budapest Hotel Rwanda. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're gonna buzz in by saying your name and say say what this is, uh, if you can think of so it. So wait for that example. The answer would be Grand Budapest answer- Hotel and Hotel Rwanda. No, the answer would be the title that I just said, but the description oh, would have been. That's right. I would have given you just like it's Don conglomeration Cheadle yeah, is yeah, working yeah. with you know with Owen Wilson, and I, I maxed it up. Right, um, right. I wrote some quick fiction here. Well, they're you know they're not too great, but there may be one or two where an a article is like a the or an uh is removed, mm, but it's pretty it's pretty excusable. It's, it's gonna just, throw me off. There may be one or two, um, but. And some of these are kind of stretches. Here we go. Christine McPherson has to get out of Sacramento. Born on the wrong side of the tracks during an unusual plague, she sets her sights on New York. But can she get there blindfolded? Unable oh, to oh, see uh, the Alex. monsters are Lady Bird Alex. Box. Lady Bird oh, Damn Box. it. <laughs> damn it. That was good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hold on. I need to. I need to that name, me. that first name you said really threw me it off. It did. Because I thought it was like an actor. Yeah. First. I was like, uh, I was stuck on it. Yeah. I was like, who the hell is yeah. Christine McPherson? Christine Ladybird McPherson. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that was the. Okay. I just had there. One monitor is crushing me. Uh, but yeah, you know, there was some more if you kept going. Uh, can she or Christine must rely on her other senses to detect Lucas Hedges making out with someone else in the bathroom. Can she find Chalamet's tiny body without her, uh, you know, Ronan and Bullock. It's like, there's a, there's a whole bit. Um, okay. All right. Despite her giant eyes, our young female protagonist cyborg is struggling out on the mound. Her plasma manipulation can only take her so far in her athletic pursuits, but fortunately, a higher power answers her uh, prayers. Ba, 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 ba. Alec. You gotta say your name. <laughs> Alec. Alita Battle Angels in the Outfield. Yes. <laughs> that is, of course, the classic. <laughs> I, I, was, I was stuck on a league of their own. Oh, so yeah, I was trying man. to do a league of... I, uh, that was a good one. <laughs> it's okay. You know, Alec leads to Alita Battle Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> my, I don't know if my brain works like this. <laughs> it's okay. You're doing great. There's only I only had time to write. There's only a few more. We'll be done. Um... Past meets present in this comedy thriller blockbuster. Heath Ledger and Aaron Eckhart are each playing two different roles as Sir Joker von Lichtenstein competes for glory at Gotham Castle. But with the voices of Paul Bettany, Morgan Freeman, and Michael Caine in his corner. Uh, Will? Who can. Is it a dark dark knight's tale? This is. (sighs) Oh, uh. Okay, I'll give that because I changed it. It's the I had the Dark Knight's Tale, but uh brings the uh back in, so we're doing ah. that, that. That's great. Point for Will. Also, I love Knight's Tale. It's it a good movie. movie. Cool. <laughs> Big boat, bigger iPod. Michael, Sarah, and Kate Winslet run around a cruise ship, trying to hear their favorite band one last time before oh. they die. Uh, is it? Say your name, Will. What? Oh. I, I can't. I know the movies. I can't Alec. make it work though. Alec. Yeah, Titanic and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I, I fucking hate that. I am so mad at you for that. I know we're combining words together. There you go, Alec. That was that was well done. Good job, Alec. <laughs> oh, All right, here we go. 
Damn it, I had both movies. I was like, they don't fit. <laughs> All right, this one's this one might be the trickier, trickiest curveball. Our heroes pair off when the fight. I, I added this one after our conversation. Our heroes pair off when the fight scene breaks out in this high speed thriller. Ronda Rousey versus Michelle Rodriguez and The Rock versus a submarine. Can you say it again? Our heroes pair off when this fight scene breaks out in this high-speed thriller. Ronda Rousey versus Michelle Rodriguez and The Rock versus a submarine. Critics said it's like they slammed two sequential movies together. Submarine. It's, oh. it's I, I know, I, uh, oh, uh, f- fuck. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's Fast and Furious or Fate of the Furious, maybe? Fast Fate five? of the Furious 7? Will Fate of the Furious 7? <laughs> it's the Fate of the Furious 7, because the one movie's just called <laughs> Furious 7. Oh, wait, what's Furious 7? It's the oh, Fast okay. and Furious the 7. One. Yeah. Got it, got yeah. it. That one was hard. Yeah, yeah so that, that was like two Fast and Furious <laughs> movies combined. Yeah, the Fate of the Furious and Furious oh. Yes. All right, it's 3-2, to two, Alec. I'm just sad that the one that you guys couldn't get last time was my favorite. It was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 Fast 2 Furious. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Gonna get that. There's some fun number stuff yeah. you can do with the yeah. F- FF series. All right. Here we go. Um, While in prison, neo-Nazi Derek Vineyard is experimented on and implanted with metal claws. During his time, he sees the errors of his racist ways and must travel back in time to stop racism and the Sentinels. Will. Is it American History X-Men? dang it. No, that is not the answer. How can't that? That that has got to be the answer. Yeah. Is it is it is it American history X-Men Origins. Wolverine Origins? During his time he sees the error of his racist ways and must travel back in time to stop racism. Oh, oh and the uh, It's the it's American History X-Men Days of Future Past. That is that fucking movie. That and you movie. tell me that's it's wrong. I'm gonna <laughs> murder right. you. Alec Alec, are you okay if I give him a point? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tied up yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. He yeah. deserved it. I was about yeah. to attack yeah. everyone. I was trying to put I was trying to put something in front of American. You know, no. X, you know, Wolverine, American hero. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Two rough and rowdy bank robbers set up a slew of small bank heists across the country. When the heat catches their tail, they enlist a third member to help cool things down. A lo- young lad from Louisiana fills in on the muscle for the remainder of the heist. Oh, truck sticking bank vaults and Alec. anything that gets in. Heller high water boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh damn i couldn't that was good i couldn't think of the second one <laughs> all right there you go he was a um, linebacker so he wasn't truck sticking anyone I just wanted... he truck sticks you can't say okay he's a was, linebacker but how he truck sticked a lot truck of people sticking, in that movie truck sticking is an offensive thing yeah he truck sticks a lot doesn't he get the ball in the end is he running back last play i don't think so Needle dick. Whatever, whatever. Needle dick. He needle dicks a lot of guys in that movie. <laughs> All right, uh, this is the last one, so we'll have to do a bonus round. I have if some I that it. I never wrote things out, but I have combined names. So, so Will, you got to put it into, into bonus round territory. Oh, gosh. Old man, young man, both depressed, bloody tortured pasts, 
mobsters, boats, flashbacks, guns, de-aging. One tries to kill himself, and the other seeks God. Aflax is sad as De Niro is old. Both have lived hard, but will make your hearts soft. This is cinema. It's... Well, can't figure out the Ben Affleck piece. Me neither. And Lucas Hedges is here too. Oh, uh, Will. Will. The Irish Manchester by the Sea. Dang it. You said, ben it's Casey he Affleck. Said, he said yeah. Affleck. Ah, oh, I thought you said Ben Affleck. <laughs> Damn it. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Piss. Four, four. Um, let me pick whichever one of these other ones I wrote isn't is the least worst and write a quick description of it. Um, okay. Let me remember what the plot of this movie is. Let me remember what the plot of this movie is. <laughs> I was stuck on Ben Affleck too. I, yeah. I thought it was like that new movie he did this year. Where, yeah. I was the, uh, the way back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, slam dunk, but not the booze. Slam almost like a space. Jam, like a, with booze. a subverted, up expectations okay um i was stuck on the movie paycheck with ben affleck what was that movie uh it's nothing uh, i think uma thurman's in it it's not good it was on tbs a lot paycheck okay um i'm just gonna do this one live uh we'll do it live fuck it we'll do it live (laughs) sucks heath heath ledger after <laughs> try, <laughs> trying to um, find love with a angsty woman, uh, gives up and goes to stay with his old best friend right before he gets married, but is really uh, overbearing will. and intrusive on their will. Broke back mount. Wait. I, I, don't, oh, have I don't have it. Alec. I don't have you it. Don't have it. Alex. Ten things I hate about you, oh. me, and Dupree. Yeah, that was that was in my head. I, I went back to Brokeback Mountain for some reason. Oh, I had it in my. It always goes back to Brokeback with you. But I had it in my Alex head. I was steals. in my head. Oh my god! Damn it! There you go. I just. I'm happy. I'm happy you got Titanic and Nora's Infinite Playlist. So you deserve the win. He does. Oh, yeah. great job, the buzzer everyone. Beater. The buzzer beater. Oh, it's March man. Madness, baby. It's March Madness, King, King of March. Oh, we should do more bracket things. Okay, before we kick it off to Alec to close this out, uh, doing like a bracket of something would be fun. We should do something for April Madness. Dude, that's a thing. I almost had all four Final Four teams correct until freaking UCLA had. Been- yeah, dude, me too. Ah, freaking Mick Cronin. I know, mm. freaking Mick. I would have. I w- if if Gonzaga wins, I'm gonna be so mad because I actually would have won like seven hundred dollars. Dang. Oh, dang. Yeah, dude. Gonzaga versus Kong. I still have a chance um, to win mine, but it'll only be like 150 bucks, which is fine. But yeah. yeah. Also, before we close, because this is a totally short episode, Will and I wanted to pick either like a hot and, and current actor or a really obscure one and do like a, hey, everybody, we're all going to watch a bunch of this person's movies and then we're going to rank like our top five, uh, you know, Jodie Foster's or top mm. five uh, Will, Will Arnett's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Lego um, movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but write in if you have a suggestion, or we'll find one and announce it next time. Um, but I feel like when we do the movie lists, we always just talk very servicey about like it'd be fun to talk like get into one actor or mm. one movie or one director in some way. That would be interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, Alec, you can you can uh, have the floor. You win. That's your podcast. Close us out. All right. Well, I hope everybody stays safe out there. Hope everybody gets vaccinated as soon as they can. And these nanites are sick. And that uh, everybody just keeps keeping it real. And that uh, Gringotts Bank has a great fourth quarter and, uh, you know, really, really turns around uh, 2021 on a, on a bright note. Boy, that's the show, <laughs> eh? <laughs> hey. Great job, Heck yeah. Have we really been at this for like three hours now? Yeah. This, this is a long one. insane. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't that really. Break. It really doesn't. Well, because it's fun. What the F? For who? <laughs> I'm having fun. Compared to what?